Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com whole lot of unfriending going on in uh, my circle of friends. <laughs> yeah. People have known each other for fucking 25 years and fuck you, no fuck you, and you got some block user in your future faggot and all that good shit. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, I've said some shit that I expect people to get upset about but people really don't fuck with me but i don't know seems like i got other friends that just got a big old fucking target on their back yeah people get all butthurt it's funny and silly oh it's just strange it's like maybe i am more moderate than i've or i'm considered more moderate than i've ever gave myself credit for i've always well until i met like people my brother's age I've always considered myself pretty much a bleeding heart liberal compared to most of my friends. And then I met people my brother's age, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. They're insane. Yeah, they they make Bernie Sanders look like a communist or like a a fascist, pardon me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you people are fucking nuts. You're inventing shit and then getting upset about it and then arguing about it amongst yourselves. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you people are fucking crazy. So maybe I'm more of a moderate than I ever gave myself credit for. Oh, yeah, and it's, I don't know, to me, I'm in the same, I have the same stance as I did with Orlando and all the aftermath after that. It's, you know what, both sides got to look in the mirror on this one. White, black, blue, everyone's got to look in the mirror on this one and go, you got some work to do. And no one wants to admit that, and I think that's where everyone gets all fired up, is no one wants to admit that they might possibly be wrong, like, on, on all three sides, quite honestly. You know, like, just because you only say nigger with your white friends inside of your house doesn't mean racism is over, you know? And then it's like the point Obama made on Marin's podcast last year, like, hey, black millennials, you do not know what getting sprayed in the fire ho- face with a fire hose feels like. You've been using the same bathrooms the whole time, like, you're not as oppressed as you think you are. And then, yeah, police, it's like, uh, hey, can we only match gun for gun? 
Like, aren't you training hand to hand combat? Like, well, that's the that's the thing that like gets me with my buddies who are cops is I've heard them fucking give every every bullshit excuse you could fucking imagine. All the years I've known them since they were cops, you know, I'm just doing my job. As long as that's the law, I'm gonna enforce the law as the law is written. Um, I, I hear everybody talk about police brutality. What about black on black crime? And 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 we can't we can't solve crimes because you go to black neighborhoods and no one will talk to the cops. Okay, well. Don't act like it's not the same way in the police department. Don't act like you don't see, a, you know, fellow officers violating people's rights and beating the shit out of people for no good reason, and you don't keep your mouth shut, and you don't refuse to talk to IAD, and et cetera, et cetera. You're just the flip side of the same fucking coin. Yeah. And if you're going to call out black people for not, for not policing their own, then why aren't you policing your own? Why is it our job to clean up your mess and our mess? And you're the fucking police. And by the way, they're not your precincts. They're our precincts. The people. Everybody. Just because you work there doesn't mean it's yours. And shockingly, I've had no negative response back from any of my cop friends. But then I've had friends that have said quite a lot less and been unfriended for being a cop hater. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, eh, what are you going to do? I'm just of the opinion if, like, if someone else points a gun at you, then bring your gun out. You know, or if someone goes for your gun, because I'll take some heat on that one usually from people. But, eh, you can argue their life is, if someone, an unarmed person is trying to not be unarmed by going for your weapon. Eh, all right, I'll give you, I'll even give you that. But, you know, hey man, someone comes at you with a knife, uh, haven't you been trained to, like, disarm them with that, from that knife? Someone bum rushes you, haven't you been trained to subdue them without putting a goddamn bullet in their fucking anything? But you know what? How about this? How about this? I just thought of this, and I, I, this was can't believe it. It, it. it took us talking for the last five minutes for me to fucking realize that this happened. And this is the absolute slowest part of the of the sports here. Uh like I guess four WNBA players like had shirts made up saying "Change starts with us," and they listed uh, the guy who was shot in Baton Rouge, the guy who was shot in Minnesota, and then they had underneath the badge for the DPD and. Since this is what everybody's fucking talking about, and this is the slowest fucking thing, and that is involved in sports, we might as well just have a fucking show about that and then bullshit about the All-Star game. There you go. Let's just get it to fucking... There is no fucking... There's no political show on, on, on the network. We might as well just get it out of the way. Maybe if you can even edit in what, it, what was already been said. I mean, I know it's a pain in the ass. Sorry, I should have thought of that before you even called. Not like I haven't been sitting here for an hour thinking of what the fuck we're going to talk about. Ha. But, you know, shit happens. Well, so, hey, you know, maybe maybe no intro today. Maybe it's serious. It's been serious week. We'll keep it serious. What's the music at the end? <laughs> you know, we'll just we'll just go from here. Welcome to the show. Show number ten, I think. We did it. Double digits. All right. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. All right. Now back to <laughs> what we were talking about. And I can't even think of. I, I got to think of a player. Come on, dude. Can't, help me here. Ten, ten. Uh, somebody, somebody. Throw throw somebody out. Well, from the Minnesota Lynx. Just throw somebody out. Number ten. That way we can we can keep our our streak going. Oh number t- oh oh a player oh that's right number ten oh god number oh Dennis Rodman. Okay, cool. Yes, he's in, in his Detroit Piston days. Dennis Rodman, number ten, the worm. There you go. All right, so uh, back to the really the 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 major thing that's been going on this week. Go ahead, Chris. It's another time in the within probably the second time within the last four years where I felt like, man, we're on the edge of like violent revolution. But yeah, uh, yeah the Minnesota Lynx uh, with the jerseys or with the pro- actually it was just their warm ups, really, right? Their warm up shirts and yeah, I thought, yeah, and I thought they just had them made up for. Yeah, the warm-ups, and then uh, maybe like a where after the game or something, like during interviews. You know, they supported the victims. They supported 
it, they supported everybody on both sides. And then they uh, got a lot of security who were off-duty cops walked off their posts. And I'm kind of with this whole thing. I'm kind of with, with with both of them. Like, really? You got to take stand here. I mean, I get it's been a tense week, but, eh. Like, I don't know, I read an article uh, a couple weeks ago about how black athletes need to get off the goddamn soapbox because half of them are just getting on it with uh, being ill-informed. And, eh, you know, and it kind of maybe, I don't know, just... It seems to me politics and sports should never mix, really. But, I don't know, maybe I'm just being that guy. Well, I mean, unfortunately, politics and sports... Whether they should or shouldn't, they've always mixed. I mean, as far as I can rem- I mean, go back to the Olympics when during World War II or even pre-World War II. You know, with Hitler, you go back to... That's true, with Jesse Owens and... Yeah, and you go back to the 68 Olympics, of course. And, I mean, it's... You, you, I just... I'm so fucking tired of everybody playing the victim 100% of the time to where they've done nothing wrong. None of this is their fault. None of this is their mess to clean up. It's for everybody else to clean up because they're so busy being victimized that they can't do anything. The police are victims. You know, uh, Black Lives Matters are victims. All Lives Matters are victims. Police Lives, Blue Lives Matters are victims. You know what? Look, we got to stop with this shit. We really do because it's it's creating an atmosphere to where... All you have to do to shut down any type of conversation to move forward on a subject. Just call someone a racist. Not even not even that. Just claim victimhood or oppression on some level. And anybody who dares to question you, you automatically go, Well, there you go. You're a racist or you're or you're a sexist or or you're a cop apologist or you know, you're a terrorist because you want you want black people to kill cops and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, you know, I understand the media's job is I mean Pretty much the first two things you learn when you go into media is sex sells, and if it bleeds, it leads. That's right there. That's it. And help, help! I'm being repressed. <laughs> you can have you can have reporters out there who go and do all the footwork and bring you the stories, or bring the stories back to the newsroom, and then you have a producer that can just change the story you know, with edits Aaron, and, and cuts. Aaron brought up a great point last week. The media is like the kids on a playground when a fight breaks out, at least this last week. Nobody's trying to get to the crux of the situation. Everyone's just trying to fan. It's like they're standing there with a fucking uh, a shop fan and a can of gasoline. <laughs> you know, just providing fuel and oxygen for the fire. You know, oh, yeah. It's, it's the kids around the playground just chanting fight. It's what it seems. It, that, that's what it seems like our media has turned into. We're no, there's no longer the, the unbiased opinion. There's no longer the we're just reporting the who want one when and why. It's just, it's, it's like Jade said, man. It's infotainment. It's never been so more obvious as within the last year. I mean, even when it's not related to the subject, maybe it is. But, I mean, the the rise of, of Mr. Drumpf, I mean, that alone just proves it right there. And that's where we're at. It ain't about trying to to uh, make a statement anymore, trying to right or wrong. It's just trying to get eyeballs. It's kind of disturbing. Well, and that is the truth because I clearly remember I, I had to start a new school in middle school. And one of the one of the worst Worst first days of, of a new school, and I started them all. Had a lot of first days in a new school in my childhood. Was this was the worst? Uh, between classes, we had to switch class, and you know, go from one class to the other. And after that first bell rang, you know, I'm the new kid. I don't know anybody. People come up to me like, "Hey, man, hey, so and so's talking shit about you." I'm like, "Who the fuck is so and so? I don't know anybody here. I don't know anybody here." You know, and it, during the day it progressed, and we had the same lunch. And what I didn't know 
because I was a kid, is that these assholes were going back to this other kid going, hey, see the new kid, he's talking shit about you. To the point where it got to, we got in each other's face, and I was like, dude, do I know you? What the fuck is your problem? I've never said a fucking word to you. And he goes, man, I ain't got no problem. I ain't got no problem. I ain't got no problem. Just kept saying that to me. I was like, all right, then whatever. Went to go turn away. Big mistake. Got fucking sucker punched. Boom, right there. Big ass brawl, first day of school. Three days sitting at home trying to explain to my parents what happened, and they're just looking at me like, are you fucking retarded? And I feel like that's what this entire, like what you just said, that is what the media is doing to this entire country. Yeah. Well, see, it's, 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 it's the divide and conquer machine has been in overdrive since June 12th, bottom line. Like, it's, you think it's any, any fucking coincidence that the conventions are this month? And just the, the, the fact that they've been stirring up the, the, the they've been, uh, you know, going and poking the cage with the the lower and the middle classes against each other since June twelfth. Fuck no. You know, I mean, before this all happened, it was you know we were it was the, it was the gun control versus terrorism fucking argument. You know, that's how they're dividing us up. You know, now and it's now it's whites against blacks, which you know is an, is a fucking uh, their way of saying it's uh, lower versus middle class, and that's what they're doing. Nobody fucking realizes that, and I tried to make a point to everybody last week, like, hey, while we're all distracted doing this, you might want to keep one eye on Washington right now and see what kind of devilish shit they're going to pass while this is all going on. Well, also, the problem is not ours. Like, the problem with the police, as I've said earlier, that's their mess to clean up in their department. They They are not going to let citizens, private citizens, come in and start changing and dictating to the police what's going to happen. That's not going to happen. That'd be no different than if private citizens tried to do that to the military. All right? Those... That's what people forget. Like, really? Like, you know, I mean, it's probably, you know, we wouldn't have been... We wouldn't have done well in the summer of love, you and I, because we'd probably have been like, you know, really? This is your... <laughs> this is your course of action? Good luck with that. Let me know how a fire hose in the face feel. You know, like... Well, on top of that, what the fuck did I... It was an excuse. Most people, it was an excuse to get high, do the fucking sexy thing at the moment, be a hippie, and and just fuck around like rabbits on ecstasy is what it really was. It, it, most people didn't give a fuck about about any type of movement or making any type of change. And the people that did were quickly fucking separated from that group, either by the government or by the group themselves. And they were like, "Well, you're too extreme for us," and they get labeled as domestic terrorists. And it quickly becomes a criminal thing. Mm-hmm. It's no longer people marching with flowers in their hair and smoking weed and, sh- and ripping up draft cards saying, I'm not going to go fight some people that's never done anything to me. It's now, hey, let's go blow up a fucking building. Hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. That's when people start getting militant and shit. Exactly. And then the military, and then the police who have already, especially, this is like a problem that I just, I don't see going away. We have been at war since 2001. And a lot of these people come back and a good number of them go into policing and their mentality is of an occupying force but they're in america and we've and we've not only militarized the police as far as the gear they have and their tactics but is in the mindset and there's always been that blue wall of silence to where they won't speak out i don't i'm not a cop i'm not one thing i can say is my mom worked at the vfw when i was growing up i knew a lot of cops when they were off duty and they were just as fucked up as everybody else they drunk they drove drunk as much as everybody else 
and they flashed their badge to get out of it. And, you know, if they were too drunk to drive, a cop would say, okay, well, I'm park your car, I'll throw you in the back, I'll take you home, and then we'll get your car in the morning and look the other way on shit. This shit happens all the time. Don't fucking fool yourself that it doesn't. It does. And it happens to this day. Well, it's- yeah, but it's one thing It's one thing to go, hey, man, you've had a little bit too much to drink, let me take you home. It's another thing to go, you know, there's four cops standing around, and two of them are beating the shit out of a guy. And the other two are just standing there like, well, we can't do anything, because if we do, then we're, you know were treated as traitors well that's not your, your your fucking job is to uphold the law and the constitution not not we not to sit and worry about hurting your fellow officers fucking feelings well that's how that shit goes down man i mean look at uh I saw my pops today about uh, Freddie Gray. You know, all the officers in that like, I was telling, like, people, people act shocked when these officers get off. Like, really? Like, oh, I, you're shocked the local judge took care of the local cops? Same thing with Michael Brown. I mean, and it happens all the time. I mean, look at that. that look, that shit. Look at 25 years ago when we were kids, LA riots. Why are we always surprised when the local judges take care of the local cops? Like, see, that's, you touched on another thing that we just have to, we have to stop being so extreme. It's either all or nothing. We're like a bunch of addicts running around in this country anymore. It's either we're going to fucking do all the drugs or we're going to do none of the drugs. And there's there's no moderation anymore in anything. Michael Brown, and this is this is really fucking sad for me to admit. I that's the, that's that's the guy from Ferguson, right? Yeah. Okay. There's been so many fucking shit that's happened the last two years. I get them. I get them mixed up. Okay, but Michael Brown. That Ferguson incident, the evidence proved that he was not running away with his hands up. Bottom line. Well, no, it's, it's he, was, he, the, he, was, he was struggling with that cop. Stories out there now, that's the thing. Is it's that anything that comes out that's going to take away from the narrative, you never fucking hear about. And people were like, oh, lumping him in with the... And it's like, no. You know, and we not every... every God damn it, it's like the Boondocks episode with R. Kelly. You know, not every... Yes, the government conspires to fuck with black people, but not every black person is a victim of a government conspiracy. All right, now, here's something. Now, we listen to the same podcasts, right? Uh-huh. Something I heard the other day. The secret, uh, the, what was it? The secret uh, agenda to eliminate black people? It's like, really? Here's my, all right, here's my barometer for lunacy, okay? Turn it around. If what you just said was turned around and someone else said it to you, if you would say you sound insane right now, then you sound insane. And it's just as, that shit is just as racist as when, you know, we all joke about the secret black people meetings, you know, and, they, you know, hey, all black people know each other, we go, you know, they go to the meetings. That's the same shit. Nobody realizes it. But if it's their narrative, doesn't fucking matter. It, it's, ah, I just want consistency out of people, man. It's just not going to happen. And I, a major problem that I'm that, that a lot of my more reasonable friends are coming to is just like Jay has said, just like you have quoted Jay, just like we've all said in, in, in various ways since the first time me, you, and Aaron sat down and started talking, is social media along with the 24-hour news cycle along with it's, it's, it's news entertainment. It's not, it's not someone sitting there giving you facts, reading you facts like the AP. It's, okay, we're going to give you the story, and depending on what channel you're watching is what slant's going to be on that story. And then we're going to have people going to come and back up the, the bias you already have because you're already watching the channel. If you're watching Fox, obviously you have a right-wing bias. If you're watching MSNBC, obviously you have a left-wing bias, et cetera, et cetera. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, and if you want to, yeah, we've joked about it before. Pesky facts getting in the way of our story. I mean, if you want to get down to facts, let's look at last year. Uh, what is it? The, they started keeping track of uh, cop, uh, Cops killing citizens? Well, last year, it was what? A thousand people, right? A third of them were black. 
so fuck the other 66%? I mean, we could go back and forth and do this all day, you know? Well, I mean, I agree with you to a certain extent, but I also, I, I, I'm unapologetic about this. I have no problem with Black Lives Matter movement. I have none whatsoever, because the problems I hear from people who are just, I mean, just stringently and just, I mean, almost like viciously opposed to it, is it's racist. Okay, really, is it racist? And then everybody else, I'm like, you know, I talk to that, that are, are friends of mine who have no problem with it and understand where it's coming from is going, it's no different than, okay, my house is on fire, I call the fire department, the fire department shows up, you run outside, grab the fire hose from the fireman and start spraying it on your house that's not on fire, talking about all houses matter. Yeah, but my house is on fire right now. How about we take care of my house? And we didn't, then we'll worry about your fucking house. That's perfectly fine. It's not burning to the ground at the moment. And it is a fucking problem. But also... I'm not trying to minimize the problem, but maybe if that percentage was, okay, if it was 66% black people, like, that, it, it, it seems like we're, we're shining a flash... It, it, it seems like we're, we're, we're highlighting a small... Pro, I don't, see, I don't want to say it's small, because it's, it's... How about this? How about this? this is, and this is something that... I have, I have a friend. I've known him for a lot of years. First time I ever uh, dropped acid was with him. And I, for the most part, him and I see eye to eye on a lot of things. Uh, he is a black guy, so I guess I, I, I should throw that in there. Because he's very he's gotten to the point where he's like... Like, he's on Facebook, and he's like, okay, well, this is this, and this is this, and if you don't agree with me, and I find out about it, that's it, your ass is gone, you're off the friends list. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking around anymore. And I'm like, dude, you know, you're just, you're taking this hardline stance, but you're taking it about, like, under the guise of, well, it's, this is all, it's a black people problem. Yeah, black lives matter, but you know what it really is? And Charlie LaDuff said this. It's poor! I, on the Drew and Mike podcast, it's a poor people problem. I'm rich, and I was going to use you as an example. All right, you recently came into a little bit more money. All right, you got a better car now, right? Oh, definitely. How often do you get? How often you've been pulled over in a new car? I I haven't even given been given a second look as far as I've seen from a police officer. Exactly. When you were driving later model cars because you were rubbing two pennies together, how often are you pulled over? Uh, quite a bit. Exactly. It's poor. It's. Because and and it's, you know and then now we get into profiling and it and it happens because cops will see a later model car and go all right what else can't they afford let's check the tabs let's check for insurance maybe they got some unpaid tickets it's poor when I was driving beater cars I was getting pulled over all the fucking time all the goddamn time and since I've been leasing cars nothing you know I've been pulled over twice and both times it was like have a good day sir you know yeah they checked my record it was clean and it was. All right, have a good one. Well, you know, and just pivoting back for a second to, to this friend I have, I, I want to have this conversation with him, but I can't have it online because of the way online conversations are. But one of the things he, he's hammered away at is the talk. And you can hear the proper noun status in his voice that black parents have to have, especially with their black male children, about how to act and what, and, and what to say and what not to say when they're pulled over. I'm obviously not black. My father told me at 15 how to handle being pulled over with the cops because he knew I was riding around people with with licenses and hey you're a bunch of kids crammed into a Ford Escort you're gonna get pulled over and fucked with yeah I bet, right? we, I bet we got the same talk I want to hear the it, talk you got <laughs> and at seven and at 17 when I got my license because my father taught me to drive he actually took me through a mock situation where I was pulled over and told me what would and wouldn't get me fucked with beat maybe even killed like the first thing he says okay you get flicked, put on your four ways, pull off the main road, put the car in park, shut the engine off, put your hands on the steering, roll the window down, put your hands on the steering wheel, wait for the officer to walk up. Your second thing, prepare for 
Prepare to, get, prepare to get pulled over before you're pulled over, so keep your proof of insurance and your registration in your wallet with your license, so you're not digging through anything, so you don't, he doesn't have an excuse to put a couple in you because he was af afraid for his life, all right? So, oh, and another thing, turn on the interior light if it's night out. Yeah. That way he can see everything that's going on in the car. By the way, say sir to everything. Yes, sir, no, sir. Please yes, and thank no, you. Yeah. And this is something he said to me that I've said on different podcasts on this network over the years. I also got the talk of anytime you're going to move your hands, tell them you, what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. But what my dad told me, this has stuck with me all my life. And, it pro and probably till the day I die, unless I get like Alzheimer's or some sort, sort of dementia, it'll stick with me. He said, don't argue with that cop. Your fight is not with that cop. Your fight is in the courtroom. You argue with the cop. You just made your situation ten times worse. Yep. Because as a truck driver, an over-the-road truck driver, he knew what he was talking about. Get pulled over in Ohio. Well, he lives in Florida. It's a Friday night. He gets pulled over in Ohio. He gets an unjust ticket. If he starts bad-mouthing the cop, the cop will just fucking tell him, get the fuck out of the truck, take him into custody, and let him sit there f over the weekend. Now, his company's probably going to fire him because they got to find someone else to pick up his load. He was an owner-operator, which means he had to, his truck would be impounded. It's coming out of his pocket. When he wasn't an owner-operator, it was coming out the company's pocket, so you can damn sure bet he was going to be fired. Plus, he sat in, in jail for the weekend, halfway across the country from where he lives, to see a judge who's not going to be happy with him because he's going to be like, you know, you of all people should know better because you're a truck driver. What are you doing arguing with a cop and pissing him off to this point? He might never say it in court. But he's going to treat him accordingly, and th this is that is what irritates me is that the, these things are not exclusively they're not exclusive to race. It's yes, yeah. I had a dad who grew up in the city, man. He knew he he, he let me know. He's like, hey, listen, this is how you treat a cop. If you're if you're interested in not getting arrested and or getting your ass beat, <laughs> treat a cop like this. You know, he's a fucking city kid from down west side Detroit. You well, know? And you know, that's another thing I've had conversations with my friends who are black or when I was in Florida, Hispanic over the, you know, well, you don't understand when it's like driving while black or driving while Hispanic. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't know what it's like to drive through a predominantly white neighborhood and be fucked with because of my race. But you forget that I grew up in and around Detroit. So I know what it's like to be leaving Detroit or coming home from work back into Detroit at one thirty, two o'clock at night. And I get a cop that pulls me over with no probable cause with... He never tells me what he pulls me over for. He he walks up. He's already got his hand on his fucking pistol halfway out of his holster. I got the light from his car in my fucking face, his flashlight in my face, and the first words out of his mouth is, what are you doing in this neighborhood yeah. at this time of night? Hey, Whitey, what kind of drugs did you just buy? That's exactly what he might as well say. Oh, no, I used to, when I worked in Berkeley, I used to run dudes home all the time. I lived like seven in John R. And trust me, a couple times, <laughs> got the spotlight. What are you doing here? Just took this yeah. guy home. Can I search the car? Yep, go ahead. <laughs> like You're going to find fucking changes of clothes and cigarette butts. Knock yourself out. Yeah, and, and I mean... But that's the thing is, like, I don't know. I've always treated cops like you. they hold my freedom and my life in their hands. And a lot of people don't do that. And it costs them. Well, you know, I heard a... I, I cannot remember the reporter's name for the life of me, but I, think, I believe it was on CNN. In the last week, he said that he has to... He has to be polite to cops if he wants to live. And he has to, you know, Weed. force himself to say yes, sir, and no, sir. And I read the comments. You have to and force of, yourself to be polite? And a lot of comments were from, it was funny, a lot of comments from... How's being, you know, how was being, light, being, being polite selling out and laying down and giving up your individual freedoms? Like, I don't get that mentality. That's, what, uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. I, people were saying, people... 
And yeah, a lot of more black people, there was some white people who were like, well, I was never raised to say yes sir, no sir, so why the fuck should I have to do it to a cop? Okay, so you were raised... Being polite, not an asshole! Okay, so you were raised to have no manners. Okay, congratulations. Yeah! How far is that going to get you in life? It's only going to get you far with people who are in customer service and have no choice but to fucking sit there and take your abuse. Cop doesn't have to. How's your third job in this many months? Because I bet that's going on too. Well, I mean, it quite possibly could. We both worked in an industry where there's a high, high turnover rate, and a lot of the turnover rate is, well, I mean, honestly, a lot of it's because it's just fucking young kids, stoners, people fucking who can't get a job anywhere else. But also, a lot of it is they can't handle the abuse they take on the job. And it's not even really abuse, it's just a customer being an asshole. And they can't handle it. They don't know how to handle it. Then this ain't the business for you, son. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> there's, there's a factory up the street. Go work there. And if you think you take abuse here, ha. Wait, yeah. wait till you get around a bunch of fucking barely high school educated white trash and ghetto motherfuckers who act like they're in prison when they're on the job. Well, yeah, wait till there's no public to keep everybody in check because people could see things and call people. Yeah. You know, yeah, and they're gonna ride you because it's just like you're the new guy in prison. They're, they're they're trying to find a soft spot in you, and the minute you do snap, they know they got you, and now you got the reputation of this. So enjoy working there. How long do you think you're going to last there? And it, it's just conversations that need to be had, and unfortunately, people are are shutting down so much over this. That these the race card, because the race. Anytime you hit a nerve with somebody, I think that's that's kind of like the new way of doing things. If you hit a if you hit a nerve with somebody, instead of them eating, you know, I think we're probably the last generation that'll do this. Instead of eating a little bit of shit and going. Damn it, you're right. It, you know, this might be a little bit on me. It's no, it's like, and here comes the race card, and we're done. You know, the, the, it's because they got nothing left. They got nothing left. That's all they got left. And for now, that's the ultimate thing to shut you down. Well, I just, it's, it's, it's frustrating, it's infuriating, because I know that my friends who are cops, all right, aren't bad people, but they over the years, working the job they've worked, they've started to parrot the company line, started to parrot the things that I hear and I go, oh, that's what someone who just doesn't give a fuck anymore says. You know, and then ultimately in a long enough timeline, you hear the ultimate bullshit line from someone who's a police officer. My job is just to make it home at night. And I used to, I used to agree with that. That sounds actually, like someone who's beat down. Actually, no, that's not your job. That's not your job. Your job is to serve and protect the public. And what word came first? Serve. What word came next? Protect. And if you want to get right down to it, you chose a job where you know you're going to be doing very little of those two things, but you're going to be basically revenue collectors for the state and the city you work for. And if you don't like that job, then do exactly what you tell people who are working at fast food jobs who want a fucking living wage to do all the fucking time. Get a fucking new one. How about that? But no. We're just supposed to accept that their main thing is just to get home at night no matter what. Well, if my attitude is that, of course I'm not going to give a fuck about my job. And that means I don't need to be doing the fucking job. This is not a McDonald's job to where you didn't fucking put extra ketchup in the bag. This is, if your attitude is, I just want to fucking get in, do my eight hours, and get home, you could cost people their lives, their freedom. I agree, whether it's, yeah, whether it's dropping fries or being a cop. If you wake up every day and don't want to go to work, it's time to get a new job. And it's just, there's, there's enough... I'm not going to say the word blame, but there's enough responsibility to be laid at almost every party involved in everything that's going on. No, yeah, it's it's it, it, it kind of like my the last year in general with things. I've kind of just taken the like stance of like referee with everyone. I was like, you're all fucking crazy. Everyone needs to calm the fuck down and realize everyone's got some work to do because it's really worth. It's really what's going on. Quite honestly, everyone. Well, 
police community's got some work to do. Black community's got some work to do. White community's got some work to do. Everyone's got some work to do. And I think where you get the protests and everyone getting all butthurt on social media is no one likes to be wrong, right? No one likes to be wrong. No one likes to go, ah, I fucked up. <laughs> you know, this might be a bit on me. But I well, think- why is it? Why is it? Why is it that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just think that in general, that's just what I had with every community. Every community needs to look in the mirror and be like, hmm, there's still work to be done. Well, what I want to know is, and yes, this is, okay, first of all, <laughs> I, I'm going to get sidetracked and go off on just a miniature rant, so bear with me, folks. Okay, um, I understand that if I speak from personal experience, I'm not quoting a Harvard study that had a control group and blah, 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 and this and that. But I'm not a fucking scientist. All I can speak from is personal experience, all right? So if that's anecdotal evidence and you want to dismiss it out of hand because it didn't come from a fucking, uh, 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 some Ivy League study, that's fine. And you know what you do? You turn the podcast off and you go listen to one that's going to fucking cater to your fucking very simplistic view of the world. Because just because something happens that, that you it hasn't happened to you doesn't mean it doesn't fucking happen to other people. Now... Where I'm going with this is, how come on social media, I mean, within an hour of the first shot in Dallas from that fucking sniper, did my more reasonable friends when it comes to, to, to and these are friends that support the Black Lives Matters movement, and guess what? They're not for killing cops. They just want cops to clean their house, just like most of us would like them to do. Mm -hmm. They were the ones posting the photos of the police officers posing like arms around each other with protesters because the protest was peaceful until the fucking sniper started shooting. Mm -hmm. How come those the, the people that posed that posted those pictures almost automatically were drowned out by the extremist on, on, on either others on either side? Because that's how it go. Because it didn't fit the narrative, Rich. It, it, it's a lot of times that's what it gets back to. It do, doesn't fit the narrative. I shared an article again the other day on Facebook, like. We talked about it on our old podcast on Regimented, which I might make this an episode of instead of a sporty episode. <laughs> but uh, well, we're missing two people. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, but uh, the Louisiana last fall, uh, white guy and his son in his car, hands oh, the on the dashboard. Six-year-old kid executed in front of his father. Yeah, because and he was autistic. Is this what? Yeah, yeah. What were the cops? Brown. Never heard about it ever. I mean, doesn't this fit? Technically, isn't this part of the Black Lives Matter movement? Out of control police shooting unarmed people? Didn't fit the narrative. Blip on the news screen. Next. I mean, that was kind of the thing that made me realize social SJWs are all full of shit. Because they're not consistent. They want something that fits their story. Because if they, because if you were consistent, you'd have been all over that. That's horrible. See, first of all, this is this is the way I look at it. SJWs have no place in this conversation because they're they're a bunch of fucking petulant little fucking cunt children, is what they are. Okay, they're the ones that are crying that uh he said have a good day, sir. He assumed my gender. Yeah, you know how come? Because you got a fucking Adam's apple, two balls, and a dick. Okay, the last three might, the, the, the the balls and the dick might not be very big. But you still got one, okay? You look like a fucking guy. I'm sorry. I'm not going to walk around going, I'm, how am I supposed to, to address you? They, they are on other shit. Yeah, if you're dressing androgynous and in baggy clothes and I make a mistake, that's on you. All right? As far as I'm concerned, they can stick to fucking Tumblr and their bullshit, and they want fucking Iron Man to be a 15-year-old black girl, and they want everybody to be gay in every comic book now. That's, that's, that's petty shit. This is just fucking real-life people dying. And people's lives being fucking ruined. Because not, once again, not every black man that's shot by the cops is fucking innocent. 
and not yeah. every cop that shoots someone is a racist. Left, left yeah. his house that day, going, "I can't wait me to kill me a darky." He's going to go home, and he's going to carry that guilt with him. My father killed one guy when he was in Vietnam. One guy. It just so happened he was up close enough to see the damage his rifle did to the guy, and to see the guy die. And it's something he only talked to me about one time when I went to him about joining the military. Because he was like, you are going to live with that unless you're a fucking psycho. You're going to live with it. It's going to haunt you. So, fucks SJWs. They're not even in this conversation. This is more about people who I feel ultimately, what, what, what they have going on in their, in their guts and their heart are legitimate ways to feel. But they're letting hate and anger take over reasoning and stop and go, wait a minute, let's have the conversation. Let's be honest here for a second. And honesty is what's gotten lost in all this. And it's to the point where... No one wants to be honest anymore. They want to be right. I just don't know. I, I, well, shit, we could do a show on that on its own. Yeah. But I just don't know if we can come back from this as a society without it having done irreparable damage to us. Because it's it's we've we've, we've just gotten to the point where... An accusation. We, this is no longer from the police to the murderer on the street, a country where you're presumed innocent until proven guilty. We are constantly de declaring the guilt of people. Oh, yeah, it's the opposite now. Innocent. The media convicts you first before you even see a courtroom. Exactly. So, I mean, that's that to me was... I mean, let's be honest here. You know, take it for what it is. This is a hypothetical situation, people. But, I mean, let's be honest here. Trayvon, Trayvon Martin could have had a gun. It could have been on video. Wouldn't have mattered. I, I, it's, it, it, it fit the narrative. It, it would have been twisted to fit the narrative. That's how it is now. We're not, we're not interested in the truth. We're interested in being right. We're interested in, in keeping our story going. I don't even think it's about being right. It's, it's about winning the argument, regardless of facts. Yeah. That, that's what I think it is. They don't care. No one, a lot of these people don't care about being right or wrong. They just want to win the argument. It is the most petty shit. It's like that relationship you're in where the, the person you're in a relationship with picks at you until you get into an argument, and then you just start, you just, you just go full fucking hog, and you throw out everything you can think of at each other. And meanwhile, the, the little thing that you start arguing about was, has nothing really to do at all with what you're, what you're doing to each other. Because now you're just trying to beat the other person down to where they wave the white flag and go, you know what, I can't, you're willing to go into the depths of, an, of just complete bullshit insanity more than I am. You win. And throw their hands up. And that person does a fucking victory lap like they're Rocky running up the stairs. Yeah, and it's like, it, it, it's, you want to tell them, like, no, you didn't win. I just gave up. But, <laughs> but it's in whatever, near mind they won. Exactly. Like, no, exactly. you don't understand. You're ridiculous, and I'm just leaving the conversation. You didn't win, but no, never mind, they won. It, it's, it's, one, it's one of the reasons I, you know, I have... It's kind of why I don't talk to Todd anymore. <laughs> but, I, uh, you know, I, I, it's one of the reasons... Hey, you got Todd. I have my friend May. You know, when his family gets together, the way they, the way they solve a problem is whoever yells the loudest and longest wins. And they're right, just because their voice gave out last. And... I don't deal with them. I just don't. I, you know, I, I, when they, when they all get together, if I'm around them, I go someplace else. I will get in my car and drive for three hours and burn gas at two around the gallon. block. <laughs> yeah, I just don't care. You know, I'll, I'll listen. I'll, I'll hey, Rich keeps running by every five minutes. Don't worry about it. He's waiting for one of y'all's cars to leave. That's yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> but I mean, at people like that, it, and it, it, they're not the exception anymore. They're the rule. You know, it, it's it, it's 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 to the point. I just I'm like, can we come back from this as a society? Can we really do it? Because everything has to fit 
into a little box that doesn't offend or upset anybody. Okay? Perfect example. We're really going off the rails as far as the sports shows. You might as well call this, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying I might just call this unregimented episode 147. <laughs> still, 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 you know, put in the sporgy feed. <laughs> gotcha. The, the sporgy unregimented crossover. Yeah. But it's just like, okay, when, it, when, it, when the Orlando shootings happened and people were like, well, why didn't Obama call it a radical, you know, say radical Islam, right? And people who supported Obama, not saying it, were like, well, because he doesn't want to piss off an entire fucking region of the world. And he has to he has to play the fucking the diplomat. That's part of the job. But I'm and all for people, calling a spade a spade because that's what it was. It was one guy. But uh, sorry. But uh, but okay. And don't get me wrong. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Um. But I'm I'm for calling like the Westboro Baptist Church Christian terrorists too. Oh, for sure. I'm for calling anyone that blows up an abortion clinic or or, or assassinates an abortion doctor on his way to his car after work a terrorist as well. Are we agree there as well. Yes. In fact, in fact. I want my country more secular. I want your religion to be something you practice in your home with your family, and we don't have to hear about, and it doesn't influence anything that has to do with government, economy, pop culture. Well, I say it all the time. I don't want any dogma or emotion in my uh, government decision-making. I want fucking facts, logic, and statistics making all the decisions. Okay, now, I, I, made, I, I basically stated what I just said online. Once again, social media. And a few of my friends hopped in and were like, dude, we totally agree with you, except for, you know, man, why has it got to be radical Islam, man? Why is Islam Because that's what it was. We were scared to say shit what shit is now. That's how fucked up we are. We're afraid to call something what it is. But that guy's not a Muslim, Rich. A real Muslim wouldn't do that. Look, I don't give a shit. A real Christian doesn't walk into a fucking church, in, a, a, a historically black church, and light up nine people, okay? Yeah. Torquemada wasn't a real Catholic, but he still did it. But that's what he's calling himself, okay? He says he's doing it for whatever, for, for Christianity, or he says he's doing it for Islam, or he says he's doing it for white pride, or he says he's doing it for black pride. If you okay? call a pledge allegiance to the leader of an Islamic terrorist group, it's Islamic. Like Exactly, but you can't say that. It's just like... It, and it's 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 from as big of issues as that down to as trivial as the new goddamn fucking Ghostbusters movie. If someone goes, you gonna go see it? No, not really interested. Oh, what are you? One of them men's right faggots? No, I tell you, can't, I'm can't handle strong women. No, no, I can't handle bad comedy. That's what exactly. I keep telling people. I have not seen a preview yet that has made me laugh. Exactly. And plus two, they're going up against. Fucking that holy trilogy. You got Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, and Bill Murray. Melissa Carthy is fucking funny. Kristen Wiig is funny. Fucking Kate McKinnon is hitting mid at best. And Leslie Jones plays stereotypes. And I haven't seen anything that looks funny yet. It's I have no problem with them. I think like I think I'm a somewhat progressive person. I have no problem with four women playing Ghostbusters. I have a problem with bad comedy. But you know we're having another conversation. But but I mean that's but no but. It, it, even though it's a tiny fucking topic compared to the massive topic we're talking about. Because now you can't say no that you don't like it because exactly what just happened to you. You have no interest in it because you think it looks like it sucks and you're a fucking misogynist. You're a men's rights guy. And no, you think, I just have no interest in seeing it. And because, okay, I, he's a Christian terrorist. He's a, he's, or he's a radical Christian. He's a radical Muslim. Oh, you Islamophobe. You Christianphobe. You're oppressing people. You know what? Here, here it is. Here it is. And this is how strongly I feel about it. If I am oppressing people with my views on 
religious extremists committing crimes. You know what? I, I, I am. I am a fucking Christian phobe. I am a fucking Islamophobe. I'll be happy to wear that fucking badge. Dude, you know what In I fact, am? I'm an idiot Print up phobe. a couple shirts. Let, print up the shirts in fucking size 4X. Get Omar the tent maker to fire up the fucking sewing machine for my fat ass. I'll wear them fucking shirts every goddamn day. Fuck you people that think that shit. I'm tired of it. You're the people fucking ruining this goddamn world. And I'm fucking sick of it because we can't have an honest conversation because we don't want to offend people. Fuck your feelings. Being offended is not something that anyone should care about except for you. Get fucking thicker skin. We're offended every fucking day. I am not, at best, I've said this a million times, at best, I'm an agnostic, at worst, I'm an atheist in, in the minds of religious people. But here's the deal. I'm offended every day by people I see running around, you know, abortions, murder, and, 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 and God hates fags, and all this bullshit. And, you know, I, I'm not taking my hajib off because it's against my religion. You know what? I don't give a fuck if it's against your religion. The law says I can't wear a fucking hat. You can't wear that fucking... Uh, is it a hajib? I don't even fucking know. I don't even care. Hijab. You're saying it like sideways. Hajab, okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. No more special treatment because of your imaginary fucking friend you pray to. All right? So if that makes me a, a religious hater, and that's the other thing, hater, hater, fuck you. You know what? Why don't we get out of fucking third grade? Come up with some better fucking terms for this shit. And not, you know, and, and putting a word and then phobe after it is not a good way to fucking refer to someone. I hate Brussels sprouts. I'm not scared of them, all right? I just don't fucking like them. He's not a homophobe. He's a fucking asshole who's got a problem with what people do in the privacy of their own fucking home. Maybe if he was getting some pussy, or maybe maybe he really wants some dick, he wouldn't worry about what's going on in your fucking house. And isn't it ironic that the same people who preach that they want tolerance and honesty, if, if you are honest with something and they don't like it, they're not tolerant. So, I mean, they can't handle when you're honest, because, like you said, you get some thicker skin, and then if your opinions differ from theirs, then you see how, you see how quick that they practice what they preach with the tolerance. It's the, the, most, the most oppressive... Like the Trickly Puff video you showed me. Like that kind of shit. The most oppressive segment of society is the far left, because they want to shout down everybody. Quit quickly followed by the far right because they want to make even though they want smaller government they want to make laws against everything they don't like all right but the far left knows ultimately that and we've had this discussion also the far right can't win because they're usually on the wrong side of history and the far left can't win because they turn on themselves because they always have to have an enemy and you take it this far too far right just wants to police what you do far left wants to police what you say and think exactly and that's where that was that was an, an issue i had on an unregimented podcast with with aaron and i couldn't because of the how heated the debate was at the time i couldn't express myself that's my problem with politically correct culture that's my problem with people telling others what they can and can't do ultimately our podcast was topical and politics and 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 pop culture and comedy okay our job is to entertain okay I think I'm a pretty fucking funny guy when I want to be. In fact, sometimes I'm not even trying to be funny and I, I crack people the fuck up. So obviously, I, I, I'm doing something right. So if I'm trying to be funny, I don't want some fucking national organization of women or some pastor trying to tell me that what I'm saying, I don't have the right to say because it offends them. As, as so many comedians have pointed out, your jobs have nothing to do with comedy. Your jobs have to do with your agendas. So leave me the fuck alone because I'm not subscribing to either of your agendas. Fuck off. And at some point, 
we stopped looking at people that said that to these fucking people on the on on the extremes on the fringe of society, and we started taking the people on the fringes side. And now it's like I said, I don't know if we can come back from it. Man, That's I, comedians I, don't play campuses anymore. It, exactly. Fucking the the most ridiculous thing I ever heard was fucking Dave Coulier got some shit at a college. Dave fucking Coulier. I'm going to say that again because I'm going to to resonate with you. Dave Coulier got some shit about a joke he told on a college campus. It's like, and he's, uh, apparently he's boys or girls. I don't know what you say now. With Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. And he, he just, you know, he told a, a joke about her still having balls. And he got some shit about being transphobic. Dave Coulier, you know, cut it out. You know, guy, I don't think I've ever heard him say a curse word ever in the 30 yeah. years he's been doing quote-unquote comedy. <laughs> but, I mean, when I heard that, I was like, it's one of many things where I was like, yeah, yeah we're done. You know, it's, it, it's over. <laughs> it's, when, when, when guys who don't even work blue are getting shit, it's over. Ex exactly. And this is, this is, and I can't even, <laughs> it's funny because uh, we're recording on Tuesday instead of Monday this week. And apparently... Monday, Tuesday, and an occasional Wednesday are when we record yeah. for the audience who cares. First three days, you know, first half of the week. You know? <laughs> um, but today, uh, Bernie Sanders threw his support behind Hillary and sell out. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of, I got, I'm saying it, and I know the mic's on. I'm kind of with Trump on that one, dude. You, you, I mean, I understand the political game, but I mean, wasn't his thing? Was he's the maverick? He's the wild card? He doesn't fuck the establishment. Wasn't that kind of his thing? When he kind of like the punk rock of this election? He was supposed to be, and you completely made me lose my when I brought that up. Uh, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Okay, Bernie. I don't know. I lost it. Sorry, I, um, it had to go back to what you were saying about uh, 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 Dave Coulier, and, and uh, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. But I said, uh, <sighs> comedians who work blue, we're we're all done. Or comedians who don't work blue are getting shit about shit. That's that was kind of my point with Dave Coulier. For yeah, jog your memory. Nah, it's 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 slipped my mind. See, this is this <laughs> this is what happens when once again. You have way too much fun in your 20s, and you try to keep doing it until your 30s. <laughs> you lose the brain cells. <laughs> um, anyways, getting back to what the, the main topic at hand, which is you know where we've 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 come as a society. I I'm trying real hard not to be cynical, and it's hard. And that's where I was going with the Bernie thing. Okay, I know that right. You and I are never going to agree on this, but I had more things that 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 Bernie supported that I agreed with than almost any other candidate. Oh, I liked a lot of Bernie's ideas. I just knew they were so far fetched when it came to actually executing them. Like you know, I, like I, I was some like with his were his intentions. I was like right on, dude. But then when I thought about it, you know, pragmatically, like yeah, dude, like all right, free college for everyone. It's gonna cost money. Uh, you know, like stuff like that. I mean, trust me, I was I voted for him in the primary. You know. I you know, I, I, and I don't want to get into a policy thing about what could have happened, but I mean, there was there was more to it than just we're going to keep we're going to tax the fuck out of the rich because he also wanted to pull out, just like most libertarian candidates have said, pull out of policing the the, the, the world as much as we are, which would save us money on the military. I'm down with that. Like the military should... right did not want because that's their bread and butter. Oh yeah, I you mean, got the industrial complex that's got to keep. I mean, you know, and then you get into the conversation with all the jobs and all that shit. You know, with the you know, people make tanks. People got to make guns. Yeah, it's yeah. 
It, but then you also have the problem of, okay, I, I was like, maybe there is some hope. Maybe there's some hope that an outsider who actually, because you can go back and look at his track record, and the man's track record is damn near bulletproof. I know, but there's, there was still that part of me, too, which was like, eh, you're still in Congress. <laughs> you know, like... No, I got it, but like the, the people supporting Trump were, were saying, we like him because he's not, you know, he's he's he's... A radical to the system. But he's like, going to come in and he's going to shake everything up. And it's like Bernie's been doing that shit since he was in fucking college. I mean, he was getting he, arrested at protests where he was one of the few bl white people there. Rich, even the most righteous member of the Klan is still in the Klan. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got you. I got. You. And of course, somewhere somebody's going to hear that and say we compared Bernie to the Klan. And if you do, do me a fucking favor. Never listen to this fucking podcast ever again. Find another. Listen to the rest of the network. But if you're that stupid, do you think he just compared Bernie to a Klan member? You're fucking an idiot. Not, and we don't want to hear it. Okay. Anyways, we'll, give you, well, we'll give you. We'll give you another metaphor too. We'll give you. We'll give you the other side of uh, the most righteous member of the Bloods is still a Blood. There. We hit both sides of it, right? <laughs> I got you. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm trying so hard not to be cynical because it's like I thought maybe that was like, you know, maybe there's an actual shot here. Because I never believed it with Perot. And these, I can only go by what's happened during my lifetime. I never believed it with Perot. Never believed it with anything with the Libertarian Party. Still don't believe it with anything with the Libertarian Party. Still don't believe it with the Green Party. But I'll tell you what, neither Hillary nor fucking Trump are getting my vote. And I don't give a fuck if people want to go, well, then you just basically voted for the person who won. Well, you know what? I'm tired of voting for people that I absolutely don't want to see in office. And also something that I'm really tired of doing is every four years acting like the president is going to be the end-all, be-all. In fact, I might just start being one of them assholes that walks into a voting booth and just starts voting out everybody who's an incumbent that I can. You know, I was talking about it with my dad today. I was like, you know, it's all the same. Everybody, I mean, it, well, it said it showed. It's it's all the same. Everybody has their flowery language during the election and they get elected, and then it's really shown like, hey, listen, no, here's what's going on because you got the lobbyists. That's how they get into office. Whoever got you into office is going to control your fucking <coughs> agenda. Bottom line, the last president who tried to buck all the people that got him into office took a bullet in the head down in Dallas. All right? Ever since then, you've noticed no president has rocked the boat ever since then. You know, it's people could say it sounds far-fetched, the whole Bill Hicks thing with the, you know, when you get elected, you know, it's, what, you go into a room with the, the, the four or five capitalist guys who run everything, <laughs> you know? And, uh, it's you know, real smoky, and you see the uh, uh, they start a projector that has an angle of the Kennedy assassination you've never seen before. Yeah, any questions? <laughs> you know, like well, I, just I, what's my agenda for the next four years? I don't think <laughs> it's that extreme, but I think that's a good metaphor for probably what happens. Is no, listen, we got you elected. Here's what we want. <laughs> you know, like it's payback time, motherfucker. Well, what what I what and I don't bury old bombs. I'm the only example, the only word you need to say is Gitmo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was one of the things he was running on in 08. Well, he's got six months left. <laughs> uh, last time I checked, Gitmo, still going strong. No plans to close it. And, yeah, I, I can't even, I totally admit, I, I totally, I totally fell for the whole 2008 hope and change thing. And part of me, a very small part anymore, it was a large part up until probably about the last year or two, uh, part of me was like, and, and like I said, a very small part still is. I believe that he actually wanted, he was so young and he cut Hillary in line so quick that the DNC said, we got to run with who's going to fucking win. Mm -hmm. And Hillary is a wild card. 
We don't know. But two, it's, oh wait, I've said it before, I'll say it right now too. It, my vote in 08 was not so much as, hey, all right, Barry Obama, let's give a black guy a shot. My vote was so much for, I don't want Sarah Palin anywhere near 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's well, what my vote in 08 was for. And then in 12, it was, all right, I know what Barry can do. Eh, not interested in that again. And Romney, he's an idiot. So I didn't vote in 12. I, like, eh. I voted, I voted stay home in 2012. <laughs> but, I think what you said is is what happened. He went in and and he had look, you know, hey, I came in, I got the country behind me. We've you know we've got all this this grassroots support and blah blah blah. And they were like, what good's that going to do you from a fucking pine box, buddy? Yeah, go ahead and close down Gitmo. See if you if your funeral if you ain't laid out in state before fucking you can get that place closed. And if you don't think you and if and if you ain't gonna play, we know Biden will. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, do what you do what you feel. And that's why I'm trying so hard not to be cynical. And my last gasp of not being a cynical bastard towards it and being like, you know what, fuck it. Let's just burn everything down. I'll be Nero. I'll play my guitar while fucking America burns. Because you know what, fuck it. This is a failed experiment. This, this, is, this experiment that we call America has failed. And the reason it's failed is because the people in power of America have figured out we don't need to kill and tax the peasants. We just need to distract. Give them an enemy. And, and placate the peasants. Yeah, and and get, and, and, and it's, I've said it a lot on, on on these podcasts, and I've said it to people who know me. We're across between Orwell and Huxley. Mm-hmm. We're across between 1984 and Brave New World. We got our our opiates for the masses. We have Big Brother constantly watching, and we don't care because you know what? There's not going to be any revolution because all the people talking about it, that shit will that shit in their mind ends with them standing on top of the rubble. Of the America that they overthrew, holding up a new American flag and winning. When the, when the real thing is, there's going to be millions upon millions who have to die to get that to happen. So most likely, if you're there to see it start, you're not going to be there to see it end. Yeah, it's like we're on the edge. This is, like I said, the second time in like about four years I've had the thought of like, man, we're on the edge of kind of like a the the, the revolution's going to be violent. This well, next one that happens, you know, my police friend who who. You know, I've, I've referenced over the years in the podcast, there was uh, an incident in court where a, a prisoner being transferred got a bailiff's gun out and shot a couple people in court in, in southwest Michigan. Yeah, that was yesterday. And he posts on he posts on Facebook, it's getting closer to home, they're coming for us. That had nothing to do with Black Lives Movement. That had to do with a fucking person who was nuts and a bailiff who wasn't fucking paying enough attention. But back to the media. That's, that, that's, that, to me, an attitude like that's an effect of the media. Just... You know, it's you know, fight, 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 and and white. You know what you you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like like when I went, to, dude, I went to a, a fairly. It was fifty fifty in my school. Fifty percent black kids, fifty percent white kids, and it was like when a black kid got in a fight with a white kid. I swear to God, in the hallways, you'd have the white kids on one side and the black kids on the other side. And that's what it, that's what it reminds me of. It is. The, it's it's and surprise, surprise, the underclass, and I do include the the the. The, the middle class in that of this country but the lower you go as far as middle class you work to, to working poor to just desolate poor to object poverty the, the lower down that scale you go the more like prison it is the more they segregate themselves they hold on to the only thing they have which is their pride and they get that they get pride that, can be a dangerous thing and it gets they get that mentality of you i don't have anything else in this world but my respect and you're going to give me my respect. And that's how you end up with fucking young kids getting the shit beat out of them or killed by police officers. And that's how you get shit like 
you just said in high schools and because i guarantee you at catholic central that shit ain't happening mm -hmm. i guarantee i guarantee you that i guarantee you some of the, the private black schools that i used to deliver to in detroit that shit ain't happening because you walk in there and they're nicer than, than some of the catholic schools that i've been into but the private schools they don't put up with that nonsense you know and i just i'm trying real hard man not to just be like fuck it you know what let trump win let this fucking country go down in flames but then part of me says it'll never it's not, it's not going to happen because we're going to we are shifting to a global economy and a one god i hate to say this but really a one world government so quick to where we're not going to be able to fucking overthrow anything we're not going to be able to elicit change through the 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 passive systems that we've been told we can voting and running ourselves and grassroots shit the most we'll be able to do is is have little isolated patches of our country to where we vote in locals we vocally we locally vote in people who do things the way that the majority of that little group you know that little area wants but the danger in that is what happens you're going to get a bunch of white supremacists together, middle of nowhere, and this shit's going to start, the tribalism's going to start all back up again. And that's and it's where I'm stuck between. I'm stuck between, well, what's, is, is it good to look at us all as one? That, that you know, that, that utopian Bill Hicks is just a ride speech? Or is it really like, you know, fuck it, man. We're, we're just a virus with shoes. That other famous Bill Hicks speech. I think it's that one, quite honestly. I think it, tribalism's always going to be there. I think it's, whether it's, is, whether it's with races or whether it's as something as simple as families, I just think that's kind of how we're wired, and and we don't want to accept it. I, uh, I don't know. Well, all I know is that I, for the first time in, in in my lifetime as an adult, I am looking towards the next couple months, and I'm thinking maybe I don't need to be as involved with with with, with shit as, <laughs> as as I think I should. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I don't need to to speak up in public as much as i used to or as i want to because oh, dude, I'm, I, I generally now stay off social media except for days when i'm traveling like every now and then i'll pop in but uh for real and when i'm traveling it's usually because i got upgraded and i'm hammered and i'll just go and troll everything and everybody <laughs> but yeah it's to the point now like for real i didn't know about half the shit that went down last week until i opened up my ap news app because i turned all my notifications off you know, about Thursday, I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> you know, and I started reading all the news. I'm like, wow! I, apparently, it's been a crazy ass week. And yeah, it's just, it's. I don't know, man. I'm starting to just subscribe more to that ignorance is bliss philosophy, or the, uh, you know, like the lyrics to Tools Undertow, who <laughs> basically just says, like, hey, man, I give up. <laughs> I'm just gonna let this sweep me away because fucking life's too short. I think that kind of shit, you know? It Maybe really that's why I'm is. Gonna go move and hide in the Cascade Mountains. I don't know. <laughs> like, it, 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 it really is, man. Because in the end, the only thing that, that, that matters is time. That's the most valuable commodity we have. And I feel like, in a way, like I said, every means for us to, to, to get some change that means anything has been taken away from us. Let's talk on these, like, once again, back to the social justice warriors, they win their little petty-ass fucking shit because it doesn't matter in the long run. And where are they winning it? They're winning it in high schools and colleges. And when they get to the corporate boardrooms, that shit's not going to fly. Yep. Because the corporate boardroom, let me tell you something. Yes, it's, a most, it's still mostly an old white men's club. But as more and more, the biggest group going to college now is women. And it's more black women than even white women. And as those, that, those groups and those demographics start moving up in the world and the old white men start dying off, 
they're not going to go in there and implement a huge social change. It's going to be the same old same. Yeah, exactly. White, just white black is going to fade away, and it's going to be about green. Yeah, just because the skin colors and the genders and the faces change, the attitude of people who make waves are <laughs> fucking escorted out immediately is not going to go away. Like, it's going to... It's gonna still. They're still gonna just be surrounded with yes men. They'll just be, you know, women minorities. Now they're still gonna be yes people, <laughs> if we want to be politically correct. Uh, it's still gonna. The attitude's still gonna be there. It's just now that's gonna be different people, you know. And it's, it's okay. And maybe all right, cool. If you want a shot at the corporate hierarchy, patriarch structure, right on. Knock yourself out. You know, you've broken that glass ceiling. But it's not exact. What you're saying is, is exactly not. Is exactly is not what's going to happen. You're not going to go in there, and all the social change is going to happen. It's going to be the same shit. It'll just be people who look like you now being the yes men. And and there might be little victories here and there, such as unisex bathrooms. Okay. And so then all you're gonna what what did you really win? Now you've just really won to s the right to smell not only the nasty motherfucker who eats White Castle at lunch's shit next to you, but the nasty bitch who just ate fucking Indian food take a shit next to you. Now I have to wait in line to take a dump after lunch. That's what you've won. Okay, because like 0.1% of the fucking population probably thinks that someone taking a shit or a piss is something sexual. So once we realize you know, that... You're we're Yeah. Once we realize that, we're just going to be sitting in clouds of our own stench going, boy, glad we won that. Thanks, social justice warriors. <laughs> we, we, we showed that we showed them cis, cisgendered white male shit lords, didn't we? And the only shit we're smelling is each other's. Congratulations, you won. You know, if that's, that's the world you want, fuck it. That's the world you want. And that's, that's the world I don't want to be part of. Brother, I wish I had a job or the money to move in, not, not right next to you, but like, 20 acres over from you in the mountains. <laughs> we just set up like some soup cans with some string. How you doing? World sucks. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Good talk. Yeah, you know. No, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's, we're, we're so much and everyone's got to be on a team now. You can't, there's, there's no more of this being in the middle anymore. There's no more. It's like, a, I think maybe, I don't know, we've talked about it on conversations that are recorded or not on this podcast or other podcasts, but you can't have, you, you can't cherry pick beliefs anymore. You have to be on a team. All right. If you're, if you're on the left and you share one belief of the right, well, everyone on the left, well, now you're a right wing fascist. And if you're on the right and you happen to have a couple opinions of the left, well, now you're a fucking left wing pinko. You know, like it's the world's worst game show called You Can't Win. Yeah, it's like what what happened to being moderate? What's being in the middle? Like, hey, you know, hey, you right? Know I like your idea of small government. You can take your Jesus shit and shove it up your ass. And hey, left, you know, I like your, you know, like I like your ideas of you know empathy and things like that. But you can take your crazy, you know, radical shit and shove that up your ass. It's you can't well, do that you know, anymore. We're playing a game as a society. We're playing one large game of does this dress make me look fat? <laughs> and there's you know i mean the best answer to that is I, I think it was in one of the episodes of that 70s show where uh uh red uh kitty asked red that question he goes oh so that's what we're gonna do all day we're just gonna fight today <laughs> that's the only answer you can give because Actually, wouldn't it be more like is. does this dress make me look racist <laughs> <laughs> does it make me look sexist am i am, yeah. am i am i sex negative am i body shaming people <laughs> oh christ Oh, what was that? Uh, I think you shared it on Facebook, the thing about the Pokemon, the 
how there there wasn't some crazy option for some kind of Pokemon. Oh yeah, some uh, demi other kin pansexual gender option. So I'm like <laughs> offended and triggered, and I'm going to protest Pokemon. And yeah, I. Uh, but I what's just, funny is like. I'll go even 10 years ago. That's like onion material. Now I could see that being a thing. I could, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we've started to cross that line, uh, from, uh, between satire and reality. That's, I think what's happened in the last decade is that line has just become heavily blurred, like ridiculously blurred. Well, there's also a <clears throat> fairly large school of thought. And this is a completely different podcast, but just to touch on what you're saying, where that all of this has basically turned all this, you know, well, you can be anything you want to be, even if you just made it up on the spot. All of this is that this is backfiring on us. It it should have it should have in theory it should have like empowered people to get out and 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 have less barriers between them and the world and other people, and it should have it made us all look at each other and go, well, let's just accept each other. But in truth. The millennials, the generation that, that you love to rail against, and I'm starting to get to that point myself, is fucking. They're the mo- they're more they're the most rec- reclusive generation in recent history. They don't go out. You know, there's studies coming out constantly about how they make plans and they already have the excuse for why they're not going to go, and they lie to their friends. They rather just sit at home and watch Netflix or get on the line or play video games. How they're refusing to move out of their parents' house. How they're refusing to. You know, get into relationships, the hookup culture that comes along with that. And it's just, this can't be, this cannot be good for us as a society. Oh. To, to be, because everybody is an adversary to everybody else. And it's not, like, it's not good because it's, you know, for the longest time, I would hear about, like, you know, extreme feminist and extreme, like, right-wing men, and, you know, you'd hear about it in the news, and then, like, all of us in the middle would have a good laugh about it. Now it's not starting to get funny. Now it's starting to get where, like, it's guys... Like Donald are- Trump. It's like, hey, man, this shit ain't funny anymore. All right, this is a funny idea God. a year ago, but now, no, this isn't cool. He, he's, you know, he, he might get elected. Women, women, college-age women and in their 20s have, who are, you know, extreme feminist, which I, I even hesitate to call them feminist. You're just misandrist. But, you know, everything could be, everything is sexual assault. Everything is rape. And then you have the, the guys on the, uh, you know, on, on, let's say, the right. I mean, I, I'm just, because I, I don't even know if they're on the right, but they're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to be accused of being a rapist or, or uh, of committing sexual assault because I bumped into a lady on a, you know, in, in a crowded store. Because those, those allegations, once they're leveled against you, it just sticks with you. And so they just withdraw. And now they're, like, hostile towards each other. And I see it in public. Like, I do. Like, just the dirty looks I get for holding doors open for people from women. I don't get dirty looks from guys. Most of the time it's like, hey, man, thanks. Hey, no problem, bud. Every once in a while you get a guy that might look at me like, what are you, fag? Once again, back to being polite. You know, but, uh, like, more and more women, like, it's not just registering on their face with, like, disgust. Like, they have to verbalize it. And it, it's like, okay, so if, if that's what you want, if that's what you truly want, I don't give a fuck if you're two steps behind me and the door is shut and you got your hands full. Fuck you, bitch. Put all, put all, your, put all the shit in your hands down and have to open the door, pry it open, and pick everything back up. And I hope you spill everything. Stuck up, bitch. Because fuck that. 
That's just being a decent human being. When being a decent human being is now looked at as oppressing somebody, and you're you're part of, well, you don't understand systemic sexism and, and and the patriarch. Get the fuck out of here! Stop using words you didn't even know what the fuck meant ten years ago. And two, it 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 also just reminds me. Maybe I'm on the same tip here. Maybe I'm not. Is two it it goes back to what I was saying. I think earlier before. Oh, double. Sorry, I'm high. Is fucking is you can't present both sides of an argument anymore. If you dare, if you deign to present both sides of an argument, now you're just gonna get piled on. Yeah, because you dare to present the other side. Uh, the 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 Drew the Drew and Mike podcast. I we both listen to it. There's a good chance if you if you know us from the, if you know that we're from Detroit and you're from the Detroit area, you know who we're talking about. If not, check it out. It's a good podcast. It's not. It's not like we're on the same time slot, competing for the same dollar. So we can do that. The same but internet. Not, yeah, it's no. You know, it's not like yeah, we're sucking up their their bandwidth. If you listen to them, or vice versa. But you know, Mark is is one of the hosts, and I find myself agreeing with him. And he's the most moderate out of everybody on that show. But then you you listen to the feedback, and he's the one that's attacked the most for being wishy washy. And it's like no, because he doesn't take a hard line stance and just go. Like I, I'm sorry, I can't look at the left and go, yeah, you know what? I'm 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 pro-choice. You know, I'm I'm anti-racism. I'm pro-Black Lives Movement, but I'm not the rest of this nonsense you got. And they go, well, then you're just as bad as the right wingers. And if you look at the right wingers, I just go, oh please. I most of your social ideas, fuck you people. I can't even deal with you. Yeah. You know, my family in Tennessee. Well, you want to move down here to Chattanooga? Fuck no, I don't want to move to Chattanooga. It's a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of fucking backwards-ass Christians and people who just put up with them because they're from there and they have no other fucking choice and they're outnumbered so they keep their mouth shut. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to go back and fight a culture war that was won in the North in the last fucking hundred years. So, I just, uh, I'm just, I, I don't know, man. These next couple months, it, 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 I gotta say this and I, and I hope you keep it in the podcast. I hope we keep it on air. Uh, even if even if some of our, 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 our old buddies don't come back, I, I think we gotta bring back some sort of podcast that is addressing the social shit that's going on because oh we are it, there's there's no fucking way we could act like this is not happening. No, and, I agree, and it's it's if you if you tuned in for sports, you're probably long gone. But if you hung in, sorry, uh, it's it, it was a there's a it was a crazy week and needed to be addressed. And you know what? Hey, if you gotta if you got since it is such a slow sports week, wait, 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 it, if you gotta have if you got a half hour the next couple of days, Chris. Uh, you know, uh, we we can we can we can come back and just do an all sports one. But I just well, this is like this the shit I had to take. I just couldn't I just couldn't fucking act like it wasn't happening. Well, this started with we, we do you know we we started with it was about the Minnesota Lynx, right? The the WNBA, you know, this started with the protest. I mean, there's sure there's plenty of other stories, you know, in, in the sports world we could have got to. Uh, but it's it yeah, you're right. It had to be talked about. It had to be addressed because it's it's it, it it's war out there right now, and it's. It's it just being extreme. I, I think even if you go back to June twelfth, being extreme on any side of the fence never works out for anybody. You know, I just I can't remember who said it. I don't know if it was you know, going I don't know around if it was, saying you're going to shoot white people is just as bad as saying, "Hey, I'm going to go around and shoot me some black people." It's the same. It's the same thing. It's it, it's you know, and I hate. And, and you know one thing that bugs me is when you start talking about, you know, it's a human thing, is that's when the racist card also comes out. You know, like, I hate when I see the, like, I saw a meme the other day of 
Uh, it was, you know, something from like the 60s. I mean, clearly it was Photoshop, but it was, you know, white guy and a black guy. And it was, uh, you know, it was something about the civil rights movement and the sign said, go home, Negro or something like that. And then, uh, it tried to update it for now and it had black lives matter, you know, and then the sign next to him said all lives matter. And it, and and they're trying to paint it like it's the same thing. I'm like, no, it's fucking not. Like, shouldn't it be a humanist thing? Like, so you're telling me, like, example, I used to go back and forth to, like, New York and New Jersey for work. Uh, a town that I went to all the time, Patterson, New Jersey. It's a notorious shithole on the East Coast. That's, that's called for what it is. It's a manufacturing town that's best days were 60 years ago. And now it's pretty, you know, it's pretty run down. And it's uh, church in a predominantly black neighborhood had all lives matter up. So you're telling me that, that that church is racist? I'm not buying it because also, oh, there's a soapbox, I'm getting on it, and I might take some shit for this, but, you know, black community, a, a lot of you tend to, to bring up the J-man's name a lot, you know, Jesus. And a lot of you talk about going to church on Sunday. Rich, I'm sure you've heard people talk about you need Jesus. or I'm sure you've heard that thrown around. Oh, yeah. And uh, didn't Jesus say love everybody? I mean, you know, I, I told you, I, I, I haven't, I've, at this point in my life, I've been out of the club as long as I was in it. But, uh, you know, I still remember the stuff that I was, you know, taught, you know, or programmed with, whatever you want to talk about. But didn't it say love everybody? Uh, didn't it? Uh, it goes out to all everybody in the situation: the white, black, blue, everybody. But just when when they comp- when people say all lives matter is racist, that bothers me because it should be about everybody. It should be about all lives, and it bothers me you're saying that's racist because it should be like it shouldn't be a human thing. It should be human beings. Shouldn't we all be? It, can we all just get along? I mean, it, isn't it what it's really all about? And, and am I off the mark here? or No. Intellectually, I understand where you're coming from. However, when did I wasn't hearing all lives matter until people started saying black lives matter, and we both know what that means. That's that's a reactionary, that's a reactionary tactic from people who are like, well, wait a minute, black folks, why do your lives matter? All lives matter. Well, you know what? You weren't even thinking about anybody's lives mattering until black people said all, black lives matter. That's my problem with the people who are going to be like all lives matter and insist upon it. Ultimately, yeah, even my even the most like ardent BLM supporters I have it, that are friends of mine will say, yeah, we know all lives matter, but we're not talking about all lives at the moment. We're talking about trying to get a segment of the population. And this, I understand this is the, the, why is it that I can watch videos without even looking hard of white people with guns in their hands and white cops diffusing that situation without shots fired or without that white person laying there bleeding. But yet, the minute something happens with white co- with, with, with some white cops and a black suspect, it's escalated automatically to violence and stop resisting and their guns drawn. I mean, I had a buddy who, who, who sent me a video after the, the, the Baton Rouge video and the Minnesota video, and I said, dude, I can't, I can't, I can't. I cannot watch another video of someone dying in front of me. Because that's what the fuck we did with those videos. Oh, I think well, that's what's ultimately lost here. These are fucking videos of human beings. It's not a movie. They're not going to get up. You're not going to see them on, on, on Law & Order SVU in a couple years. Oh, yeah, I got in a conversation with my buddy Rob about it. Because I refuse to watch them. And whenever they've ever been... Uh a uh, few podcasts I listen to have watched videos and I fast forward through them. And he's like, what's up with that? I'm like, I do not want to watch a human being die. Like this, what you just said, this isn't a movie. Like to me, that's, that's a, 
I don't want to watch a human being lose their life. I mean, we went through it on Unregimented a couple times. You guys wanted to watch some videos, and I'm like, if I'm going to see a murder, dude, I'm cool on this. I don't want to see that. Why do we have to see that? I mean, I get it. Like, it's getting the message out there. It's shining a light on it. But why? Why do we have to see that? And see, I, for me, I, I'm, I'm with you up to a point. But the point where I'm like, no, is like the first time, this is going way back, way, way, way back to the early 2000s. I think it was uh, the Daniel Pearl video. I was like, what the fuck? They cut the guy's head off on camera? And I watched it, and I was like, oh, my fucking God. I wish I hadn't fucking watched that. Thing. I never watched that either. I had, I had Even then, I had no interest. Like, I don't want to watch an actual person being murdered. I just don't. But, you know, that, that, that flies in the face once again. And here, I, I'll put... I'll play the Mark role on this fucking on, on, on this episode. Call me wishy-washy if you want. And you know what? You can wishy-wash my nut as I fucking blow a load in your fucking mouth. I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> here's the deal. I understand because I watched it myself, and I went, oh, my God. But at the same time, what you're, you say all lives matter, and you're backing it up by saying, I don't want to watch people die. You, you don't want to watch anybody fucking die. You don't want to watch bombings in, in, in the country in other countries. You don't want to watch an IRA bombing. You don't want to watch a, a drone strike from the U.S. You don't want to watch cops killing people in the in, in the U.S. You don't want to watch none of that shit, all right? And that's the humanist side that I think I agree with you on, is being lost. But I just, my thing is, a lot of people I know who say all lives matter, it's it, it's a reactionary, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's almost like if I hit you on your knee and your, and your leg jumps. It's just, it's a reflex to Black Lives Matter, and they go, wait a minute, and they get indignant about it. And it's like, well... well another, and another question I had for the Black Lives Matter movement, I guess it's rhetorical, where are you when it's a black guy killing a black guy? Like, that's... Once again, we're back to, I just want consistency out of people. I mean, I get their, their point is cop on black people violence. White cop on black people violence. But let's be consistent here. Like, why don't you go into the hood and go, hey, some of you... Knock it off. Stop cutting each other's throats. Stop, stop, you know, stop holding the community back. Stop, you know, people trying to get ahead. And as, where, as, where are they when that, with that going on? Why do they just come out when it's police? And as, and as, as for the moment, one, one of the two people that, on this podcast for the moment who's, who's lived in a predominantly black area where I was definitely standing out like a sore thumb, um, I can tell you this. Uh, black communities do a hell of a lot better job policing themselves than they're given credit for because they don't like to call the police, even if they're the victim of a crime. Because the police they ain't coming. Their, that's, a whole, handle, that's a whole other conversation. But they handle their own shit. And a lot, there's a lot more that's done that, that the average person who doesn't live in those neighborhoods doesn't see. Well, I'm not talking about neighborhoods. I'm talking about the movement, the, the BLM movement. Like, I got you. Where are you in the neighborhoods? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. These... I guarantee you, some of the same people I saw police their own neighborhood or are, are are out there supporting the Black Lives Matters movement. I guarantee, I guarantee you. In fact, if 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 I had phone numbers and we could put them on the phone, I'd call because I guarantee you they're they, they're the same people. But it's just for whatever reason, just like we were talking about, it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the agenda. There hasn't been a fatal shooting by a Detroit police officer of anybody. In a, year, in, a whole, in a year, yeah, that's been... And why do I have to listen to NPR and Off the Beaten Path uh, uh, podcast to hear that? Why, do I ha why, why, do, why does that have to happen? It's because it's not bleeding, it's not leading. 
It's not sexy. It's not selling. No one, no one cares about that. And that's, that's a human problem. That's a problem we all share. As, as, as a group of people on this, as, as a group of mammals on this planet, we, it's hardwired in us for the most part. We want to see the car accident. We want to see the, the, the grisly details. We want to hear the details of the divorce. We want to see the, the pictures of the crime scene, etc., etc. And that's just the way it is, man. It's, it's human fucking nature. And that's something that we, we've, I thought we had learned to at least get a little bit of a handle on, but apparently we haven't. I really think, and in another podcast, I took shit for this, but I really think, and I, and I still get shit, I really think, as I'm sorry, with, the, with TV and movies getting violent and with the video games getting, I think that, I really think that's affected us. I really do. They weren't making movies like Saw in 1964. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and yes, you can argue the 24-hour news cycle is, you know, there's constantly a light on it, but it just, dude. But you, I, know, what, you know what a lot of that comes from? Is that 100 years ago, death wasn't something that you watched for entertainment. Death was something that fucking could come up and bite you in the ass at any minute. If you were born a fucking poor farmer... And you got married and had eight kids. You didn't have eight kids because there weren't rubbers. You had eight kids because you needed them to work the fucking farm. And you probably had eight because you knew that maybe one or two were going to die. Now we're so removed and so insulated from it, we look at it as entertainment. And I, to, even though I don't think these, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you that these things cause violence, they desensitize us, and the proof is in the pudding with the... the the first contact in Vietnam for guys who were green and just in country, it was something like 60 to 70% of them froze up and they couldn't fire their weapon. That's down to the teens now. Yeah, man, because it's, 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 it's that video game mentality. It's, it's, I, I, I really think I really think it's affected us. I you know, take a whole bunch of shit for it, and I don't care, but I just think it has. I think as the TV and movies have become increasingly violent, that would, you know, and our, fuck, our movies that come out now would have never fucking shit. Fucking thirty years ago, no way, no way. They'd be rated X, you know, with a lot of the things that go to shit. PG 13s now would be ours. Fucking twenty five, thirty years ago, guaranteed. Well, and it's funny because, and I, I don't know if I know you. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you haven't seen this movie because um, it's a really small movie that come out. I think almost twenty years ago now. Uh, Every now and then, I surprise you. It's a movie called Happiness. Nope. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I watched it, and it was one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen. And there's, if I remember correctly, there's hardly any violence. There's, I don't think there's any blood. There's no nudity. And I'll leave it to the people listening. Look at, just, just, just look up on Wikipedia and read the plot. And it's one of the most disturbing movies I've ever fucking seen. And it hit me that, damn, I can watch Blood and Guts all day, but then I watch something like this, and this fucks with my head. You know, I know people that watch Requiem for a Dream, and they were like, that's more disturbing than any Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie they've ever seen. Oh, bro, at once. That that was a one and done for me. Like, I'm good. I don't ever need to see that again. Message received. Like, for real. Like, (laughs) I I hear you. So, you know, I, I don't know. Obviously, we're not, we're not solving all the world's problems tonight. I've seen that movie once. There's several images from the movie seared into my fucking brain that i could describe to you seen it once it's 
and I've seen it probably, I'm not even exaggerating, probably about 150 times. Oh, so. God. But I also love the director, and I love the author of the book. Yeah. So, uh, and I just, I just love his work, period. So those two guys are, are pretty high up on my, my like list as far as authors and, and uh, filmmaker. Dude, I watched so, Pie on Acid. I thought my head was going to explode. Same director, Darren Aronofsky. Oh, I, I know. I love. So I brought it up. <laughs> I love Pie, and I tried to show it to friends, and they're like, "I'm not watching this shit. It's in black and white. What year was this made?" I was like, "This year, you dumb fuck. It just come out on video. What are you fucking stupid? Really, you black and white? And that's or, come on. I, I, but I bet they like Clerks. Uh, some of them. Some of them still can't sit. Clerks is one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm not saying my, my friends. Are, look, I got friends that are friends just because we lived around each other. And it's just loyalty on, on my part. It's not like I, I had deep conversations with them. You know, I, I just, I don't. Well, yeah, everyone's got those friends where you're like, hey, if we met now, we probably wouldn't be friends. <laughs> yeah, we'd have passed and repassed. That would have been about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. All right, well. Long one today, man. But it's. it's yeah, buddy. It's, it's a crazy week, man. And the All-Star game's going on. It's, should we get an update? <laughs> Let's Let's see what's going on at the All Star game. Last I saw is uh, what was it? Hosmer hit a home run. And he was the first uh, Royal to do it since '89 in an All Star game. That was a uh, that was Bo Jackson. That's the last update I got. Let's see. So top of the eighth, uh, it's four to two American League. You know, by the time this posted, it'll be now. Do they still play for the home field advantage? Yeah, yeah. And what I'm what I'm trying to understand is that they're in San Diego for the All Star game, but they have a DH for both teams. Uh, did is it? Did the American League win last year? Like, well, does, it, would, does it do? It, does it do that too? Like, does it give you like home field, quote unquote, for the All Star Game the previous year or the 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 following year? Pardon me. If it does, that's something new to me. Because um, yeah, as far as far as I've always known, the the team that hosts decides whether there's a DH or not. Yeah. But I do know it's Big Poppy's last year, and what do you can do? Throw him at first? Yeah, no right. So I'm wondering if this is a, maybe a, a, a rule change or maybe maybe it's a harbinger of more to come as far as getting rid of the, the – uh, or, or adding the DH to the, to the NL. And, I mean, there's always been rumblings about that, and I kind of like the fact that the NL doesn't have the DH just because it separates the leagues. But then it's been that way all my life. So I don't – older fans are like, yeah, that didn't start happening until the early 70s. So – you know, they, they remember a time when every pitcher had to bat, which I imagine would have made, you know, for some great at-bats, like, you know, because Bob Gibson back in the day, I'm pretty sure he threw at pitchers' heads, which would have been great because <laughs> you got pitchers in the AL who can just, with impunity, chuck shit at fucking players' heads and never have to worry about ever, you know, anything happening to them except for maybe the player rushing them out and, they, they you know, they hope the catcher gets there first. <laughs> and, uh... uh... Changing gears here a little bit. Uh, two weeks from uh, two days. So less than two weeks. Training camp uh, starts. Arizona Cardinals. All right. Let the frothing begin. Oh, football. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's time. I definitely have to uh, just bite the bullet and get a cable box in my part of the house. I've already been seeing the, the, the Madden advertisements on social media. Yeah, well, I mean, there's that. Yeah, I, oh, and uh, because it's me. Uh, speaking of violent video games and sports, uh, yeah, I got a little invite to to do some beta testing for the new NHL game. Oh, I mean, it's not like it's super exclusive. You sign up for it, and I believe you pretty much get it, or they pick you. 
based on how long you've had your account with EA Sports. Or I don't, I don't know how it works, but yeah. So you know, I'll be enjoying that. But uh, yeah, it's it's I can smell it. It's in the air. The 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 we're, we're just past the apex of the middle of uh, baseball season, which means all sports will be active here soon. And that's oh, like, thank God. You know, then we can just go back to just talking about sports and acting like the outside world ain't happening. <laughs> well, hey, Tim Duncan retired. That happened. Yeah. There's no more will he or won't he. He won't be. Tim Duncan said, deuces, I'm done. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize his hardware, man. He had what? Five championships? What was it? Three MVPs and two finals MVPs? Yeah, I mean, he's up there like everyone, you know, talks about, you know, Kobe and Jordan and LeBron in the same conversation. No one fucking look at this guy's stats. I mean, this guy's right up there with him. He's got just as many rings as Kobe. Yeah, he's got a lot of hardware too to go along with those rings. Yeah, and you know, I, one so more. Thinking, he's got just as many as Jordan. You know, I'm thinking that this goes back to what we talked about a few times over the the, the life of the podcast. Is he's just not in a big enough market. I mean, I'm sure you go down to San Antonio and he's worshipped as a god. I mean. He, if he settles in down there for for his retirement, he'll probably never have to buy a drink as long as he as long as he lives. Oh, I, I guarantee you, he'll be with the Spurs organization. Like he he won't. Uh, <clears throat> this is just he's done being a player. You know they'll find well, a, they'll find an office for that guy somewhere. Well, if he's a good executive for the Spurs' sake, I hope they they keep him. I hope they they don't pull an Iser or uh, Red Wings and so, <clears throat> no, it's okay. You can leave, Steve. And now Eiserman is one of the best executives in the NHL and fucking. Tampa Bay, for fuck's sake. Oh, Christ. But, yeah. Did you see Draymond Green got arrested? Slapping people? Like, even off the court. Dude, season's over. He can stop slapping people. <laughs> what the fuck? When someone step over him? <laughs> <laughs> like someone get, not put the respect on his name? <laughs> you know, maybe he's, maybe he's Royden. You know, maybe he's, doing some, maybe he's doing some PEDs. Maybe he's doing testosterone or some shit like that. I mean, think, I mean he just... Overly aggressive, apparently, and it only I, started recently, right? I mean, how long has he been slapping people? <laughs> like, I have never really heard about him having problems with this on or off the court before this season. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, once again, you know the usual shit comes along with that. It's not like I'm an expert on the NBA, but I'm pretty sure if he was running around slapping the shit out of people on and off the court, I'd have heard about it. Kind of like when, yeah, like, we'd have heard about it. Like you know, Barkley was was known to to get in some fisticuffs on the court, and then he also threw a guy through a fucking plate glass window in a bar in Florida. We heard about it. So, yeah. All right, um, well, the victim is a man, so he'll play basketball again. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't go the route of Ray Rice. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I, you know what? As fucked up as this sounds, I wonder if that's what like the team heard when they're like, hey, man, Draymond got arrested for assault. Oh, God, please don't let him have hit his girlfriend. Uh, we don't have, we'll have to replace him. Uh, you know, like, please let him have hit a guy. Because it is kind of the truth. I mean, beat the shit out of another guy, and hey, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Well. You don't slap a man. But, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, dude, Ray Rice, that's it. I mean, it's, that, that's a wrap for him. He has not played a down of football since that happened, and Johnny Mandel better fucking hope that verdict comes back not. <laughs> not, not in her favor. I mean, he's he's already done enough. But I mean, he's found guilty in that. I mean, that is that is it. Yeah, I think that's that's just uh, yeah, that's that'd be the the icing on the cake to make sure he never comes back. I do I do think it's funny though that 
the reverse doesn't hold true. Like, wasn't it Hope Solo that beat the shit out of her fucking husband or fiance? And then, oh shit, who was it? Brandy? Yeah, Brittany, Brittany Griner and Glory Johnson, both players in the WNBA, um, were engaged to be married and got into a little domestic violence dispute. And All a woman on woman. Yeah. Oh. And nothing. No big deal. What were they wearing? Um, <laughs> whatever six foot five WNBA players wear when they're not on court. <laughs> so. Well, it depends. Are they lipstick or are they butch? I think one of each is probably how I describe it. Ah, uh, but no, yeah. I mean, they just Y chromosome took over for a second. Yeah, you, you, it's funny. You know, these these incidents happen, and eh, I can understand. There's, you know, the, one they're not as high profile sports. Hope Solo is a high profile woman soccer player, but as sexist as this going to sound, follow the ratings. Ultimately, it is women's soccer. I mean, women's soccer. <laughs> yeah. that, Women's soccer does outperform men's soccer, and personally, I think they should get paid more because they do draw better ratings than the men's soccer team. I think it's bullshit. They get paid less, but that's another conversation for another day. But yeah, you'd figure it'd be a big deal. You know, her beating the shit out of you know her fiance boyfriend. I can't remember who it was to the point where she had to be arrested. You have two WNBA players going at it. Where are the feminist outcry about you know the? The oh the unforeseen and you know the the the, the dirty little secret of 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 lesbian relationship violence that you know the patriarchy just shoves down and doesn't let us talk about. Never heard anything about that. Which just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's not about exposing things and trying to get things to be better. It's about well that doesn't fit our narrative and it doesn't fit our agenda. So we're going to sweep it under the rug. Your story. It's not about because that's the thing. Is is. God damn it, I want consistency. And that's what we don't have. It's everyone just wants their story to match up, and it's about their story and their struggle. And it's all right. I'm just from the school of let's present everything. Let's present all sides. Let's figure out the problem. Let's fix the problem. But no, we'd rather just, we're in a society of like, let's just complain about the problem. Let's never fix it because complaining is more fun, apparently. That's what it seems like lately. And, on it, and honestly, if, if you do put forward a solution, you're. Like, like, you know, boom, my solution. Okay. Uh, men and women are equal. Cool. Wonderful. Um, so that means that automatically the woman, 80% of the time, isn't going to get custody of the kids in a divorce. Uh, you're not owed spousal support just because you were a stay-at-home mom. If you have... And hey, you what's, what's up on that selective service? <laughs> yeah, you get to register for the fucking draft. Uh, if you get your ass beat in a fight, there's, it's no longer domestic violence. It's just an assault case. That's all there is to it. Um, yeah, uh, you know, you, you want to keep going because eventually, eventually you start hitting shit, and they're like, "Whoa, wait a minute, we don't want that type of equality." Well, it's either and you because this is how you've you've set up the world to be. It's either all or nothing. Yeah. So it's like my take on gay marriage. Hey, they should have the. Just as much right as me to lose half of their shit in a divorce as well. There you go. There's there's actually a documentary out called Divorce Inc. that goes into the big business of divorce and how other countries don't have it. And it's amazing. It's amazing how far they had to dig in this documentary because my boy Dr. Drew is in it, of course. Mm-hmm. They had to dig to find the women who didn't get custody, who had to pay spousal support. Oh, but. I've got one right upstairs, man. Fucking, 
<laughs> she lawyered up. He had a better lawyer. She had to pay spousal support because part of the deal that when they got divorced was he wasn't working and she was paying for him to go to school or the fucking lawyer jumped on that shit. Fucking, she had to pay years of alimony. That is shit you do not hear about every day. No. No, and you, and here's what, here's the fucked up part. Anyone who hears that, like me as a guy, I hear that. You already said it. My first thing is, God damn, what kind of shit lawyer does she have? Because I figure you could fucking look behind a dumpster outside of a law school and find a lawyer that can get you as a woman fucking to where you don't, you at least walk away with what she's, what is yours. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so her lawyer must have just went in there and been like, hey, your honor, suck my dick. Well, no, the thing was is uh, it, it goes down to it. It's just kind of like the government. Uh, it, it comes down to money. She was she was making the bacon. She was the breadwinner. So they went, hey, breadwinner. <laughs> well, I just... You get to support the other person since you were making the most money. Yeah, yeah and I've had, I had some very opinionated women in my family uh, growing up who had very strong opinions about spousal support and child support and child custody. And amazing, amazingly, all those things they sided with women until their children started, their male children started going through the system and they got to see it from the other side. And then all of a sudden it was, well, the system's fucked. And it's like, yeah, but this is the system that you've been, you've been supporting. So now all of a sudden you want to change because your little baby boy is getting screwed over? Doesn't work that way. You know, it's funny, you know, how fucked up the system, though, is too. Uh, my uh, sister, man, uh, father of her second kid, man, guy's super delinquent. You think the system would be fucking bending over backwards to get her what she's owed? Fuck no. Guy gets arrested once a year around Christmas time, comes up with five Gs to get out of jail, and then it's the same fucking cycle every year. Because where he works, he's not on the books. They've proven in court he's not on the books, but the system's kind of given the, like, oh, what are you going to do? Kind of attitude towards her. So, I mean, it's it's fucked up on all sides, really. Well, I got to say, something that I never thought I'd see, and I don't know if you want to leave this in here or not, I, I paid off what I owed to the state of New York for my daughter, which was not ch- child support. It was my daughter's mother collecting aid from the state, and the state comes after the father for half of it. To, to be reimbursed. Um, and she collected this aid before my daughter turned 18. I didn't know about it. Blah, blah, blah. So the state just come after me. So they start jacking my check. If I get in a position where I can pay off the, the balance, I call them, pay it off. And I go to pick up my last couple checks from the job I was working after paying off the balance, and they're still hitting me. And I'm like, well, I'll never see that money again. I didn't even bother calling the state of New York because in my experience, you're going to call and they're going to go, Really? You're going to whine about X amount of money? Just be happy we're not coming after you for more and hang up on you pretty much. It's like anything, so, whether it's a government or a company, it's super easy to take that money from you, but when they want to get getting it back, it's going to take a couple of weeks and time and hours out of your life that you're never getting back. So fast forward three months from that incident, and <clears throat> I checked the mail. Here's a letter from the state of New York. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Now what? I open it up. It's a check. Here, sorry we took the, uh, that money out of your last two checks. You're all paid in full. Have a nice one. Dude, seriously, I took pictures of it, and I sent it to people. It was like, you want to see a, a, a small miracle? Look at this. Because, <laughs> I mean, even, like I said, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't make any phone calls. I didn't stomp my feet and throw a shit fit because I didn't figure I'd, they'd even, you know, give me the time of day. It's like Monopoly bank error in your favor. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I just remember when my dad was, when I was 19, I got a call from my dad, and he said, uh, you ready to hear something funny? I said, yeah, sure. He goes, I just got a letter from the state of Michigan. I said, okay. He says, I paid $2,700 more in child support uh, than I should have. And I said, well, what did you do? I called him and said, okay, well, that's nice. Just cut me a check and for $2,700 and send it to me. And he said, well, no, it doesn't work that way. We just legally had to inform you that you overpaid. That money's already gone. And so that's just what I assumed was going to happen. Apparently, shit's starting to change a little bit. So, hey, you want that equality? You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you better be careful what you wish for. I'll be coming down the pipe at you. Just saying, because you're not protected if you're equal. You're, not, you're no longer the fairer sex. You're no longer assumed to be a better parent just because of your genitals being indoor or outdoor. So that's true equality. And I guess going back to what I said, when I say that, boy, you don't. You get a lot of grief for that and get called a woman hater and every other fucking thing. I was saying, thanks to the climate we're in, I'm already having the thought in my brain of there's already going to be probably people listening right now, okay, okay, white males, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? I don't give a fuck because I live in the real world. I don't live on Tumblr. And I'm not fucking 21 in a, in a college with my safe space. I've had it. I'm 39. I've been on my own since I'm 17. I've had to learn by trial and error. Okay, Mommy and daddy weren't there to hold my hands. In fact, both my parents are fucking dead. And they've been dead. My dad since I was 23 and my mom since I was 35 or 34, excuse me. So, yeah, I live in the real world. Y'all live on Tumblr. So, you got a problem with me? Fuck yeah, I don't really care. Well, That's just the attitude I've had to develop because I try to explain myself. I try to rationalize with people. And they tell me, you don't get it. You're just evil. Okay, well, then fuck it. I don't have a dog in this fight. Fuck you and your fight. And I'm also tired of the attitude, too, of if you're white, you're born on third. You, you know, and no, it, no, no, I see. No, I agree with that in a lot of ways, though. I, I'd say if you're born rich and white, you're born on third. Okay, so you're born on first. Well, I'd if say you're born if, white. If, 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 you, if you're white, yeah, maybe first, maybe second. You know, but no. if uh, any color, if you're born poor, you're 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 not even on home plate. Well, that's what I'm saying. What are we talking about? Are we talking about in America? Are we talking about worldwide? Because if you're American, you were basically born on home plate compared to some people in certain countries in, in, in Africa. You even argue if you're American, you're born on first. I mean, let's... Uh, I mean, this is, uh, you know, conversations that, you know, people have, and it is what it is. But, I mean, come on. We are a country that has poor people who have flat-screen TVs, you know, and fucking uh, cars that are less than five years old. I mean, it's... I'd say if you're born in this country, you're, you're at least born on first. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But I also have a problem with people who point that out, and they go, well, America's the greatest country in the world, and our poor people should be worse off than they are. Well, if we're the greatest country in the world, our standard of living should be higher than anybody else's, even for our poorest. And why are you, why are you pissed that the poor aren't more poor? Why shouldn't we, if we're the greatest country in the world, shouldn't we build everybody up so the wealthy can get even, we can keep sending that money up in the giant pyramid scheme that is America and capitalism? And then, especially if you're into, you believe in trickle-down economics, because a bunch of poor people at the bottom aren't spending money for rich people to trickle down to us. And it, it, that's, that's my problem. It's the, it's the anger from people who are like, well, fuck, our poor live better than other people's poor. Well, what the fuck is that? We're not, talking about, we're not talking about some fucking third world country where they're drinking fucking water that makes Flint look like, you know, the cleanest water in the history of the fucking planet. We're talking about here in America. And if you want to... and. I, I, I don't beat, by the way, just so I'm making myself clear, I don't beat my chest saying we're the best country in the world. We're not number one in most shit. What? Uh, incarceration per capita? Yeah. yeah. We're number one there. The drug war? 
uh, people that believe in angels. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these are not things that I'm waving a flag for. Okay, so don't get don't get it twisted that you know I'm like, well, you know, I'm on some bullshit. It's just look, I, I truly believe we want to be a better country. We're only as strong as our weakest links, because the top the top tier are set. Their money is spread over worldwide banks. Unless a global collapse happens, they're going to be good. So now it's, okay, what do we do for the rest of the people underneath them? Because we're the ones propping them up in the end. And if we don't take care of each other, and the poor keeps getting even more poor in this country, and the standard of living keeps going down for them, who do you think is going to slide into their spot? I just think, too, that there needs to be... Uh, oh, God damn it, I had to... I had my point and I lost it. Fuck. Uh shit. Um oh, is there needs to be a fundamental shift on both sides of the fence. That's not going to happen overnight. Okay, lower class everything is not an attack. Upper class we need to do, we we need to bring up the the lower class some way rather than catchy slogans. You know, and every now and then putting a Whole Foods in an urban area. Like, they're, they're, they're just on both sides of the fence. There needs to be a fundamental value change that's just, it's, it's, it may not happen in our lifetime. Well, there's also a whole lot of intellectual dishonesty going on on both sides. You know, when I hear that, oh, poor people don't pay taxes. Okay, they don't pay income tax, but they're the ones buying everything. That, I mean, everything they buy is taxed. Okay, we all pay tax to a certain extent. You, you're talking about income tax. You know what I'm saying? Like people try to like like get in there and slide in with that shit, and it's like, no, no, that's that's not true. That's not true. Everything's fucking taxed. You know, who who's more likely to smoke and drink? Poor people. Well, I mean, I guess rich people drink too, but uh, those are taxed through the fucking roof. How much for a pack of cigarettes in New York? How much for a pack of cigarettes in Chicago? Soon to be in in here in Michigan as well. You know, then the rich people. No, not all rich people are fucking evil. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck's with a diving board over gold and swimming. Yeah. But yeah, there's not rich people. There's not you rich know people want, want, the difference between rich people and poor people in their in their situation. Rich people want to stay rich. Poor people, for the most part, don't want to stay poor. I'm sure there are people that have just been like, "Fuck it, this is my station in life," and they've, they've worked out their little niche on how to fucking survive, and they've just fucking given up, thrown in the towel. For the most part, poor people don't want to be poor. That's the difference between the two. And my thing is, if we Give up, shouldn't there be opportunity? And I'm not talking about free college so you can go get your, your gender studies degree that's going to pay you exactly dick in the fucking real world, which was one of my problems going back to Bernie Sanders. Free college. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know how many bullshit degrees we're going to have? Well, too, if you flood the market with... I mean, we have that problem now already. If you flood the market with degrees, how, how, how much are they worth? You know, I, I heard something, I think, when, back when we first started doing uh, the Old Unregimented show that, that what's a college degree now, is a bachelor's degree is like having a high school degree in, like, 1958, <laughs> as far as percentage of people having them. Yeah, but also having, a, having a, a skilled trade is something that, in that time period, when the, the baby boomers were being told, go to college, go to college, go to college, and then they told the Gen Xers, go to college, go to college, go to college, they also started looking down on skilled trade workers. I know if I have friends that don't have college degrees that make more than people with fucking master's degrees. Oh, yeah. Most of the, any friends I have that are in the skilled trades are making a very comfortable living. I know a guy who's an electrician. I know a guy who's a plumber. Uh, I know a guy who does drafting. I mean, they're fucking, they've been doing well, and they've been doing well for a while. When I was, when I was younger, um, I got myself in a jam 
and ended up missing some school. And they were like, okay, to catch up, this is what you could do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, well. And I went to my mom, and I was like, you know, I could go to a, and, get a, and, and get a trade and finish school. And she was like, no, 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 no. No, if you're not going to college, you're not you're you're going to go back to, to to regular old high school. And it's like, did you not see the jam I just got myself into? Do I look like I'm college bound? Do, do, do you do you see fucking Princeton trying to recruit me? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> All right, ain't no college beating down the door to come looking for me, ma. It was looked down upon. And this is a woman who barely finished high school. It was just because it had been beaten to her head. She was just regurgitating what had been shoved down her throat. There was nothing behind it, and. You know, now like I said, nowadays I got friends working at Detroit Diesel that make ungodly amounts of money for what they do, and I'm like, why the f- oh, if I could just, oh, if I could just get in a DeLorean and hit 88 miles per hour, I don't even need to go back to being a kid. Just make me 18 again. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, if you, you go back to the now, yeah, what's the whole that that you know? If I knew then what I know now, <laughs> the, the the whole catch 22 of that. You know, if I could go back with the knowledge. You know, I'd rule the world. I don't even want to rule the world. <laughs> I, just, I, just want a, I just want a retirement package. Something that is like, you know, is whispered of to the millennials, like things that happened a long time ago, like the dinosaurs and Woodstock and, you know, having a home phone line. You know, they're like, oh, my God, these things are so foreign to us. And I'm like, this, that, was, that was what I was told. That's what I thought we did. You work, you sell your soul to a company for 30, 35 years. And that, that, was, that, that was your reward at the end of the day. The end of it all is that you, you had some benefits and you had a retirement package and you could live somewhat comfortably. Not anymore. Mm-mm. Shit, I got told I need to put $6,000 a, a year into an into a, uh, IRA. And I was like, <laughs> well, it's a good thing I'm probably going to die before I hit retirement age. Well, yeah. Like, that, before, that ain't fucking happening. Before I got the gig I had now, my pops is always talking about, you got to put some money away for retirement. I'm like... I understand that, but right now I'm concerned with living inside and eating and gas in my car. You know, like it's, it, it, at some point it's a game of math, and and the game, you know, the money runs out. It, and it really, it really is scary to look at people who are part of the baby boomer generation who had their—I don't want to say comfy job because it makes it sound like I'm pissed at them—but they really were comfy jobs, union jobs, even. You know. And for whatever reason, they blew it. And they think that that shit's just going to come back and, like, you know, be like, who's that? Nice, comfy job. Oh, okay, come on in. I've been waiting for you. Like, it's like, no, you don't understand. You cashed in your retirement. It's all gone. Let's say guys who complain about being single and never go out and meet, try to meet people. Like, <laughs> not going to knock on your door. Hey, me and my girlfriend were looking to go out and uh, suck some dicks. And we noticed <laughs> you sitting here in your living room. <laughs> you gotta Watch go out and look for it. But I mean, like it's it's scary because we have a lot of people in that generation that that have been those jobs are wiped out. Well, and that's what this town used to be about. It was, I mean, the neighborhood I grew up in. I mean, it came to some harsh realizations as an adult. Uh, it was, I mean, I I grew up in a factory rat neighborhood. The, the the mentality in my neighborhood was: you get out of high school, you get your factory job, and that's it. And I think that was what this town was built on. I think what this town in Flint was built on. And when those jobs went away, the environment changed. I mean, it was, I, I thought I came from a... I, I, trust me, I'm not, I didn't grow up in the hood, but I thought I came from a little bit more middle class. But then on um, our senior awards night, they're like, 
25% of you are going on to college, and that's the most ever. I'm like, huh? Yeah. High school's been around for 50 years. Only one out of four of us is the is the most that's ever gone out of college? Uh, what's going on here? And then it's uh, I saw it more and more, you know, as... You know, the years out of high school, it's all. Most of my friends ended up in a, in a factory. And then a few years later, they were not in the factory. And, you know, a bunch of them had to go back to school and shit. And it's just, that that's the mentality around here. And now it's gone. And it, it, that's why we have people like Trump who can get people fired up because he's going to talk that we're, we are not a service industry country. We need to go back to being a manufacturing country. And those days are gone. I just don't see him coming back. No matter who's in office, no matter how much we vote out the, the people in Congress and in the Senate, I just don't see him coming back. The world has changed. It's a lot smaller. And for everyone who's all fired up about Clinton, just saying Billy signed NAFTA, the person, that's what sent all the jobs to Mexico, China, and all that. Yep. Want to point that out if you're listening. <laughs> it's not claiming oh. Trump. I'm just pointing something out about Clinton. See, that's my... <laughs> That's my bad. That's my bad. I just assumed everyone knew that about fucking Shillery, so. Yeah. Well, no, people, it's it's another thing me and my pops are talking about today. A lot of these young people, they're, they're just, they're choosing to ignore <laughs> what happened during the first Clinton administration. Like, they're forgetting about Whitewater, forget about NAFTA, you know, they're forgetting about all that shit, it, you know, and it's, uh, I still just hold to the theory, whoever was president from 96 to 2000, was gonna because that's that was the rise and the boom of the internet economy whoever was president then if it was george if it was daddy bush we'd all be longing for the good old days of daddy bush because the economy was so great when he was in office and it was no whenever whoever was there when the internet showed up and the economy blossomed and boomed was gonna get that rep but yeah now talk about being born on third yeah that's right place right time yeah yeah, tell me, tell me, luck doesn't factor in as a to success to a certain extent. Come on now. Well, and then you want to talk about luck on the other side of the coin. Everyone gives George W. shit for nine eleven. Guy was in office nine months. Nine. Do you think that whole plot was hatched? Those guys went to flight school. All that shit it was carried out in nine months. That's why. What's that drop? No, 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 no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, I just. It's. I don't. I I can't I I have a hard time believing George Bush could like get even like an eleven hundred on his SATs, let alone plot a nine eleven and be the mastermind behind it. Well, yeah, and, then, and, then, with, and then that too with the guy's rep, you think he's that smart? No. <laughs> now I mean, don't get me wrong, he surrounded himself with some pretty vicious fucking, you know, sociopaths. But like Bush is just Bush is just, that was my problem with Bush. Hey, I, he'd have probably made a, ba- a great baseball commissioner if he didn't have to run the team, run a team. If he could just just be around baseball and make baseball decisions, and it's amazing the people, even people who hated him as a president, I've heard say that that are in sports. But as a president, he was just in way over his head. But he was smart enough to surround himself with people who could fucking get the job done, and, and they didn't care. They wanted to make the king. They didn't want to be the king. And that's, I think that's what's happening with Trump too, is I think he's starting to realize. He's in over his head. I th- I think he didn't plan on getting this far. It just seems like the last month for him. <laughs> that's kind of how he's coming off. Is like someone who it, like it's it's the convention's coming up and it's maybe maybe shit's getting real for him. Like oh well, I, shit, 
I'm here in This was just supposed to be something to occupy me for fuck. This, <laughs> dude, I, I'm going to get the nomination. Shit, I didn't want to get this far. Uh, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like uh, Monty Brewster in Brewster's Millions. Wait a minute. You actually voted for me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't want that. No, uh, I, I've actually heard rumors that he's actually starting to listen to, you know, and hire speechwriters and read off of teleprompters and shit. And, and at least have talking points versus him going out there and just because apparently that's what a lot of people who used to work for his campaign who still support his candidacy but they just they were like there's nothing for me to do in his campaign because I write speeches and he doesn't need that he goes out and he talks to the crowd for two hours off the top of his head yeah but shooting from the hip and crowd work ain't gonna work with the UN exactly you know all these crazy nicknames you know, hey, black is he gonna call him Black Kofi? Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, like Dave Chappelle and uh, Half Baked. Hey, Black Ass, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna work. Yeah, yeah. I, don't trust me. We sit here and railed against political correctness for two hours, but there, there is a there's a difference between uh, being political, blah, 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 politically correct, and uh, being diplomatic. Like at some point, diplomacy does have to come into play. Yes, yes. It, tact and diplomacy. That's also I kind of think where Barry Obama's fails a little bit. He 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 crosses over that line from diplomacy to PC. But you know he's he's got senioritis. <laughs> oh well, we've damn dude. Um, dude we're giving. This will uh, take me forever to edit. <laughs> I'm just saying. At this point, we're giving uh, a certain podcast coming out of a studio in West Bloomfield or wherever the fuck they're at a run for their money because they're going. Theirs are clocking in at like two and a half hours. We're almost there. Oh, yeah. Well, I got a flight to Seattle tomorrow. So, you know, I got a long flight. But uh, for those of you that tuned in for sports, uh, sorry. We, we did a little bit of it. But, uh, you know, sometimes you got the microphone. Important things need to be talked about. We did that today. And if everything does go to plan, there will be a podcast for the type of things we talked about mostly today. And then there will be our sports podcast. So. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we're going to be resurrecting our old unregimented podcast soon. It's just me, quite honestly. I've been sandbagging. I've had a lot of, a lot, a lot of changes in the personal life. Get, getting all that sorted out, and then, uh, yeah, we'll get this back on. We'll get going, because it's, yeah, we, we, we stopped doing the podcast, and then the country lost its mind. I know, right? Like, Holy just, shit. The, the rails are miles away now. Screw off the rails. We don't off the rails, and it's just... <laughs> <laughs> someone someone installed like like the the anti-gravity shit from the back to the future three and the trains flying all over the place I mean, we don't even yeah. know where the tracks at let alone fucking you know where's rage close. against the machine when we need them you got the profits of rage we'll see yeah didn't they say they're going to be at the uh democratic national convention so that should that should be interesting well i think we watched a video with them on another podcast of them doing a show this year Oh, yeah, yeah. They've already done a few shows. Make an album. The world needs it, goddammit. Now, I don't know if this is them making an album, but I did see Chuck D and Be Real, because uh, I follow Chuck D on Facebook, uh, and they were in the studio together. Now, I don't know if that's them doing something on their own, or if that's them doing something with Rage. You know, Chuck D, reputation for being militant, been quite the voice of clarity throughout the last week. Gotta say... He, he's he's come at it from the logical perspective. You, you you would maybe Chuck D ten years ago maybe would have been a little bit. I'm not saying he's he's lost his militants, but he's a little bit more rational now than he used to be. 
Like well, he, well, he's one of those people that's just been going, "Hey, everyone, knock it off." He's not singling <laughs> out anyone. He's just going, "Hey, everyone needs to fucking calm down and shut the fuck up." He's as far as his ability as an MC. I mean, I've always respected it, but I've never like put him up there with like a Rakam or you know Tupac, Biggie, whoever you would throw Nas, whoever you throw out there is the best. But I've always respected him because the man just refused to to play the fucking you know pop hip hop game. Yeah, he just did not give a shit, and he's and he's you know you know he has to be a loyal guy if he's put up with Flavor Flav for all these years. I know, right? Went through the re- the reality show phase. Yeah, I mean the the, the the chicken and waffle phase. There's 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 actually a documentary I believe come out through the BBC called Prophets of Rage about uh, Public Enemy. Uh, duh, yeah, I already said that. Um, but even members of the like Professor Griff and other members of the group were like pissed at Flav. Like, what are you doing with this flavor of love? You're, you're pimping women. That's not what PE is about. And Chuck D's like, that's just Flav, and Flav's part of PE. So. Flay's so, got a mortgage. So's Griff. You know, Griff's part of PE, and and that them button heads. That's just part of the, the That's what makes PE work. That's what makes PE PE. So you don't like it? I don't know. Don't listen to the fucking record. And I'm just like, damn. All right, I gotta respect a guy like that. So yeah, it's like anything else in this. It's like a lot of things. Or choice. You know, it's a, it's a, yeah. we could start ranting again. It's like social media. A lot of people act like it's. You have to have a soul. No, you don't. It's a choice. You don't have to participate in the fray. <laughs> you you do not. You can opt out. But, yeah. All right. So, everyone who's downloaded and listened, and who's hung in there. Yeah, thank you. For the last two hours. Thanks for listening. And we, we, we promise we'll get back to sports next week. Yes, we will. And uh, I, I know of at least three people that are going to be real happy once uh, you give me the heads up to announce it. This is a unregimented slash sporgy mashup of this episode they'll be happy to hear that because i'm pretty sure they don't listen to sporgy but they did listen to unregimented so oh yeah yeah don't check this episode out definitely all right well thanks for listening guys and uh, we'll catch you next week later guys if you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it head on over to itunes leave a comment and rate it five stars make sure you like and share us on facebook and don't forget to follow us on twitter just search for christopher media thank you in advance for supporting christopher media by clicking on the paypal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support christophermedia.net most importantly we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you christopher media could not exist without your support thank you for visiting christophermedia.net and thank you you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net